Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Audio bandwidth for This Week in Tech is provided by Winamp for Android, the ultimate media player for your desktop and Android device, featuring wireless sync. Download it free at winamp.com slash Android. Video bandwidth for Twit is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Twit. This Week in Tech, episode 300, recorded May 8th, 2011. Apparently, Dan knew exactly what to do. This Week in Tech is brought to you by GoToMeeting, the award-winning web conferencing service. For your free 30-day trial, visit gotomeeting.com slash twit. And by Virtua Tennis 4. The number one tennis series with motion control is back with new features available for Xbox, PS3, and Wii with motion control capabilities. To learn more and order online, go to sega.com slash virtuatennis4 and by audible.com. Sign up for the Platinum Plan and get two free books. Go to audible.com slash twit2. Don't forget to follow Audible on Twitter, user ID audible underscore com. It's time for Twit This Week in Tech, and a great group of highly lubricated journalists will be joining us today. It was a difficult decision between the Chateau Neuf de Pop from Beaucastel or the Canadian whiskey with maple syrup. But we ended up going with the Chateau Neuf de Pop, and that's thanks to this fella here, Louis Lemur, in studio with us, the uh, guy behind Seismic, of course, and the creator of Le Web. He's at Loic on Twitter. Nice to have you in the studio. Thanks for inviting me again. And I owe you because you uh, you got me a, a special invitation to uh, to go to France in a couple of weeks for the EG8. EG8. Yeah, well, I I help I help them, you know. Yeah, obviously. You were invited anyway. Uh, me and Sarkozy, you know. <laughs> anyway, thank you. It's nice to see you again. Let's also say hello in, as long as we're in studio. Do Oh, doctor! I'm a sorcerer with the magic of wine. <laughs> Isn't that where these glasses came from? You guys play Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, and yes. That's it. These are Dungeons and Dragons glasses. Beautiful. Yeah. Also, uh, via Skype, we're really glad to have Joshua Topolsky on the line from Hello. thisismynext.com. How are you? Good to, it, good to see you again. This is my next is kind of like a, a sentence fragment. It's this is my next. Well, it's a it's a it's a kind of a podcast meme for us. This is my next phone. Whenever I see a new phone that I want to buy, I ah. I exclaim, "This is my next phone!" And it's become an ongoing joke amongst the uh, amongst the team. But actually, so. it works because you also uh, can say, "This is my next project." Yeah, this is my no, next no, podcast. it's it's open ended, which yeah. is good. This is my next. Is a, it's a temporary. It's the holder site for the next site so it's this don't get too attached this is my next girlfriend this is my next dog this is my next beer this is my <laughs> it next it really snack. works it's a good meme no it's it's wide open you just yeah. throw anything in there also with Literally. us your erstwhile comrade from engadget another engadget refugee ryan block at gadget.com <laughs> refugee let's <laughs> not overstate the case here Liam. I think deserter is a more appropriate. <laughs> oh, that's true. I, uh, I, I, I did see the other Traitor. night at the party. He was on a raft, so yeah. I could actually yeah. vouch for the yeah. refugee statement. This is episode 300, so this is our Spartan episode. So I want you all, guys, I want you all to take off your shirt and show us your six-packs 
Oh, doctor, you can leave yours on. Because yeah, I got a keg. <laughs> I got the whole party covered. I don't have Somebody said, pack. I have a six-pack, but it's it's hidden behind a, uh, the laundry pile. <laughs> no, wait a minute. That's right. Well, I have washboard. See, I got it wrong. I have washboard abs, but they're hidden behind the laundry I pile. I got a washing machine. See, you do one thing at a time. <laughs> I'm doing everybody's laundry. six-pack, what's that, an hour? A keg You're multitasking. I can handle a whole lot of people. I'm You're doing, multitasking. I'm doing big work over here. Big work. I don't even, I hardly know where to begin this week. There was so much uh, news. We've got 3D transistors. Uh, we've got uh, more bad news from Sony. We've got uh, the Google I.O. conference coming up uh, on Tuesday. But let's face it, the entire tech world is mesmerized by the really the only big story of the week, which is Kara Swisher versus Mike Errington. In a battle, I, really? You think people are mesmerized by that? No, story? I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious. I think maybe like four people are mesmerized. As I, soon as I find out who Mike Arrington is, I will get into oh, the conversation. On. You know who Mike Arrington is. I blocked him from my brain. Now you delete. <laughs> now you control all delete things. Like I've literally like, blocked him a long time ago. Like I can only have room for so much douchebaggery in my brain. So I took that part of my brain out a long time ago. So right. I don't really know. I have no idea who this Arrington fellow is. Of course, I'll chime in. They also uh, offed uh, um, Osama bin Laden this week. Who's that? Not really a tech story, but... Well, there is a little bit of a tech story because there's that well, uh, guy who tw live tweeted it. Yeah, well, I mean, but if, if anything you tweet is a tech story, then everything is tech. And I guess I, you're anything right. Anything could be tech. I guess you're right. So we won't yeah. tell the tech of Osama bin Laden. No, you can if you want to talk he was, about he was, it. it. You know, it's uh, one of those things where people are like, oh, we'll find out where it comes from first. And it did come from the internet first, and the internet is technology. So I understand that. I personally was just glad that there was something else to talk about besides the royal wedding. Exactly, it like bumped that right out of the gate. I mean, no goofy hats. That was it. Thirty-six million dollars of taxpayers' money on a wedding for rich kids. Thirty-six million pounds. Sixty million dollars. Yeah, sixty million. It's insane. Like, don't dare to have money. Why are you using taxpayers' money? Isn't the world like having a problem with finances? It is. It is the taxpayers' money. I know it's crazy. It's worth every penny to see that Victoria Beckham. Worth every dime. So let me ask you, Louis. Because David Beckham. Okay, Louis. You're for the wedding. Let me. Not about the wedding. I can talk about the wedding for hours. I don't. Not gonna. I'm not gonna ask about the royal wedding. I'm gonna ask about the Arrington kerfuffle. So what happened? Mike Arrington, who is, as we all know, is the editor in chief of TechCrunch. Uh, which is absolutely, without question, the kind of the premier resource for people who want to follow what's happening in startups in the tech industry. Uh, and uh, he was purchased recently by AOL. Um, and uh, as 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 you guys who have worked for AOL um, might have some take on on what the rules are for what Mike can say, but he did in fact post a a blog post. You know, Mike had given up investing in. Uh, tech of, yep. a couple of years ago he this week he said all right i'm investing again and the reason i bring this up i, I agree with you joshua i don't think it's uh, uh from the for real people it's a story at all and button for the story by the way say again and button for the story i want to get really comfortable so, <laughs> you know god. go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt oh my god i didn't realize you were so hairy Very so hairy. it's all hair off from the neck down <laughs> Disturbing. This is the Ron Jeremy of gadget reporting. He's got a little chia oh, pet underneath. He's just, <laughs> he's just, he waters it every day and it's just hedgehog. growing and growing. That is really hurtful. I mean, his nickname is the hedgehog. You're aware of that, right? Hey, well, at, at least it's you an African American chia pet. It looks like a black chia pet. So I, I, I um, hey, I you're not one to talk. You're the guy pet. who t posed topless and did a video, hey, Old look, Spice video. Uh, and it got me a lot of hits. I didn't know dropping the top gets so much attention. I know why the ladies do it. 
I didn't get as many singles thrown at me. But I think you've got bigger breasts than most ladies. I do. I'm probably rocking like a double D. <laughs> as long as you're not a double D, <laughs> man, that's fine. Should, should I button back up and see if yeah, I can take it? Me? You're really taking it downhill there. Wait, I got to blame you. Talking about technology. I was talking to people on Twitter. They wanted me to unbutton, and I, I listen to the public. When people When they ask for something, I give it to them, no matter how gross it is. Mike Harrington. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Published uh, a post in which he said, and, and, and the only reason I bring this up is it's relevant for, it's asking a very interesting question about conflict of interest and reporters in general, but particularly tech reporters. He said, as long as I disclose, it doesn't matter if I invest in companies that I cover. As long as you know this. Kara Swisher, who has her own conflict of interest, as Mike was quick to point out, her partner is a, uh, a high-level executive at Google. And Kara, of course, still covers Google. As long as I disclose, it's okay. And maybe am I old-fashioned to think that that's still not okay? That, it, that, that The problem with disclosures is that the, most people who read TechCrunch or all things D, don't bother to find out, don't go to the disclosure page, but just assume uh, some kind of impartiality on the basis of the people writing. And when there is a gross conflict of interest uh, and you're writing about this stuff, I think that I don't think it matters if you disclose. That's my opinion. I, I actually disagree. I think you should assume zero level of impartiality. Yes. And like everybody completely... Oh, that completely. makes me sad. And that's what Mike says, by the way. He says, yeah. even if... He says... Every one of yous. Well, think of it this way. I mean, from my perspective, like I don't own any companies or invest in companies, but when I look at someone, some of these people have a million followers. They have a broadcasting system. When they invest in something, they say they like it. They're pushing it out to a mass market, a mass medium. I mean, he has a company that, that does it. Way because they were featured on Twitter. That's the only reason they have more than a few million. Yeah, we know that. But anyway, but people can broadcast now, and whether they own in, in something or not, people will just assume. That they do. Like somebody says something but like, oh, do you own a part of that it. company? I, I'm trying to preserve this notion that there is something different between a journalist and a guy with a big Twitter following. That I think, well, I think that's the thing is that, that that speaks to the kind of blurring here of what's journalism, what isn't journalism. And, you know, what, what Mike and Kara were getting into is this debate about, you know, he's kind of like, well, we're all flawed and we all have, you know, our you know, we all have our allegiances and, and it's just like what level of it and how much do we actually need to tell people and do we disclose it or not? I mean, I think his, I think that his basic premise that no journalists are objective is actually quite flawed. I think that there's, you strive for objectivity or you don't, you know, or you, you don't care about it. Like you don't actively, you know, it's not something that's a, that's a problem for you. If you say, well, look, I am, I kind of like this stuff. I'm just going to tell you up front that I'm a fanboy of this company or that I invested in this company. And that's just who I am as a journalist. Uh, but there's you a know? difference between I, that, I invest in this company, so I'll make money if I pump this company, and yeah. I like this company's products. Well, but Leo, then where do you stop? Because you, you, have, you have people who take, you know, business class tickets to go around the world and visit, uh, you know, a show with, you know, I don't do that. You and don't I tell that. people no, not you, to do that. You, you right, don't do many, that. Many people do that. Some others right. do consulting. The, the others do, do you know, so... The people Where do who do stop? that aren't don't don't have are losing their objectivity. I mean, at Engadget and at anything that we do in the future, what we're working on now, and you know, Ryan is knows this as well as I do. We didn't take flights, we didn't take hotels, we didn't you know go out to dinner with people and let them buy us dinner, and uh, it just makes it easier, right? And we you're not allowed to own stock in any companies you cover. You're not allowed to invest in any companies that we cover. And if you own stock when you join up, you have to get rid of it. I'm talking about Engadget. I'm talking about the future stuff that we're doing. So. 
uh, that makes it really easy just at a just at a basic level, right? You just say, like, I'm not going to invest in this. So even if I like it a lot or even if I think the people who run it are really cool, I have no monetary attachment but you have to that friends company. joshua right you have you have friends so not me if not you look some. you have no friends <laughs> you know it's interesting that you say he has that. no friends actually one of the reasons that i don't go and hobnob with pr people or hobnob with uh, uh ceos is because i don't want to become friends with companies i cover because it does make it very hard then to what do you think about this ryan well, I mean, there's there's a really broad spectrum, and and Mike does bring up a lot of uh, really valid points. I mean, you can try as hard as you want to be objective, but there's no such thing as objectivity. Um, it, it's just shades of gray um, uh, striving towards that. And you know, as a journalist, you do the best that you can, uh, or you or, you know you you try to do the best that you can. But yeah, I mean, things happen. You know, you get snubbed for an interview or something. You know, a friend of mine. He was uh, he was on a flight uh, to go to New York uh, specifically for uh, a press event, and um, he was in the seat. The door had closed, and he got the call saying that he shouldn't bother coming. So he wound up flying all the way across the country for nothing. It's impossible not to let something like that yeah, influence you in the slightest bit. This is impossible. Just, there's nothing you can do or say about that. It, you you will become influenced over time. No, it's I, really and I'll, and I'll how, how, how dramatic Ryan, it is and, and like how you treat those things. You think that informs, like, for, for us, you think that informed, you know, if we got bad treatment from a company that informed our review of the product? Because I don't think it does. I mean, if, if I have to deal with a PR person or with a situation that's really crappy, when I get the product, I don't go, I'm going to burn this product because of the way the people made me feel. It's like you just have to distance, you know, that emotional part of, the way you, I mean, at least for me, you just say like, okay, well, that sucked and that experience sucked and I have this emotional situation. But when it comes to, I mean, maybe it's easier for us because, you know, we cover, I mean, we are very much covering products, right? So you can just say like, I'm going to look at this thing in a vacuum. Like, I'm going to look at this product against other products of this type and say what I think of it. It Maybe it isn't as easy when you're talking about investing in a company, uh, though everything is kind of a product. So I don't know. It just, it just seems like if you're, if you do have a situation like what, what happened with Brian, even if it sucks and it did suck bad, there's no question, you, that doesn't affect the way you review the product, right? I mean, at least it doesn't for me. But it, it can well, just... Yeah, ideally, ideally, it shouldn't. It can no, also but, not I mean, influence you... Sorry. It, it can also influence you on the other side because Mike is uh, an, you know, an investor in my company, Seismic. And actually, pretty much every time you wrote about it, which is not that much... And I, I can actually, you know, say that he writes less. When he's in the, so you probably don't want him to invest. But if he does, if you look at, you know, what he wrote around, around Seismic, there's a huge tsunami going on us, this picture, you know, uh, when Twitter acquired Tweety and started going like after the ecosystem. You, you can see me on a beach, you know, not naked with hair. I actually remember but, that. Yeah, most. with yeah. a huge yeah. tsunami. Kill, like basically he announced the death of my company. And he's an investor. Well, that right? proves he's objective, actually. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I was pissed. I was like, the match was funny, too. That's yes. why I remember that. My post. board emailed me and said, hey, um, I'm not sure you want investors like this who trust you, right? But there you isn't go. That, the, that shows isn't that the you. Problem? That's, I mean, isn't that the problem with investing in a company that you cover yeah. where you ever have to even think of that situation, right. where you have to deal with it or he has to deal we with deal it? We deal with something I mean, similar. I, when, a, when a tech company buys advertising on here, it, it kind of makes me want to bend over backwards to give them less coverage. So I have to say that, that, you know, you're right that there is always a conflict but of can't interest. Can't you give coverage that's fair and objective? Like the way you are, like I feel like knowing you and the way you are and the way you do things, like if you had to speak on something, whether you're an advertiser or not, and sometimes it might be bad, 
you know, you're going to be honest. I try to be you honest. Know, and, and that's what you hope that Lobster Mike would do or Lo anyone would do. Lobster in our chat room says, journalism doesn't exist anymore. He says, let me see if I can find this because I love it. It's a great quote. Ah, it scrolled past. Let me go back here in the chat room. Why? Well, I, I think just really journalism cool doesn't exist anymore. Uh, oh, well, go ahead. This, this well, gets, to, the, this the gets to the real question, I think, about this, which is, is not like, is it good to be an investor and disclose it? Or if you're married to somebody, you know, to disclose it. I think the real question here is, are we actually talking about different levels of like, are we talking about journalism here or is it something else? Right. Is, is what Kara considers journalism the only journalism? No. Or is what Mike does something different and something new? Right. And I'm not saying whether it's, you know, I'm not saying it's better or worse, but it's certainly different. And certainly his standards are different than Kara's standards. I don't know how much Mike talks about himself being a journalist or being, you know, no. a real journalist. He even says in that post, what we do, he says what we do is new and different. Here it is. Lobster right. says, journalism doesn't exist anymore. Just a bunch of judgmental sacks of ego that worry more about selling sensationalism than bringing out the truth. It's all about the headlines. I, I, no, but, I, I mean, do papers... think that there are different kinds. of There is this, the traditional old school reporter who doesn't, in theory, insert any opinion at all. It's just the facts, ma'am. But, right, and and unfortunately, that format is dead. Nobody reads that anymore. Right, it doesn't it, it? Not it's not even the fact that it doesn't sell. It's that people literally just don't care about that kind of reporting. It's very hard to get context or extra knowledge, or you know, I, I think there is actually value in opinion, and then that's something that we never tried to stifle at Engadget. It was never the 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 goal was never to be perfectly objective and never to state your opinion it was to have a personality and to have a voice right. and that's actually right. really but important. the voice and i think what's important there that distinction is that the voice was i think we try to be and and i continue to try to be the voice of the consumer and the reader not the voice of a company so i think whenever our opinion and ryan i feel like this was definitely true in, in in so much of what you wrote at engage and continue to write where you know you're advocating you're not advocating for a company you're really advocating your voice is speaking as the voice of a consumer who's either fed up or disappointed or annoyed with that's what i've always thought of myself I, doing as well yeah and i do think that that's like a, an important distinction it's like I feel like you don't have to worry if your if your main goal is to speak for the consumer. You don't have to worry about in you're not investing in a company or um, in you know sleeping with somebody from a company. You know, then it's like your main concern is you can have an attitude, but that attitude is is a much more central, uh, centralized, or sort of ne not neutral. But um, well, isn't it true that it, once you're expressing opinion? That throws everything out because every any opinion is influenced by a variety of, of biases. That's what opinion is. So there's facts and there's opinion. If fact-based journalism is out the window, then all we have is opinion-based journalism. Then Mike Arrington's right. Uh, it's all ta tarnished by a by bias. And to this point, uh, uh, he's got enough coverage on it. Either way, it's been disclosed. Like <laughs> they say, oh, it's been put away. Nobody knows about disclosure now. Everybody knows about disclosure. So every time... I, just, I feel know, bad like, for... There's, there's also this issue of expectations, too. I mean, I don't really think that people expect TechCrunch to be, you know, this paragon of, you know, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalism. I mean, just the same way, you know, whether or not we we wanted it to be this way or not. And Gadget, I don't think, is thought of that way either. I mean, these are new publications. They, you know, they haven't, ex they didn't exist 10 years ago. They didn't exist in some cases five years ago. Uh, and and people now, you know, I think they come to these sites with certain expectations. Uh, and, and really, they just want a need fulfilled. Uh, and I, I don't think that people view these things, you know, sitting on a, a very 
fancy lounge with a you know a, a snifter of brandy and and, and right. a pipe and you know thinking oh this is not objective enough i mean it's you know it's 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 a contact sport and in the that's past that's how you read news ryan with the brandy <laughs> that's how i do now yes very, it's very leisurely in the past as far as journalists go you looked up to journalists you didn't you never had a chance to talk to them or hear their inner thoughts outside now you've got all these people have their own blogs their twitter their facebook and you can just go and feel what the person's about so you really get to learn their opinion and how they like things and the way that they feel about things and what they're passionate about so people align themselves with people that they like are we better off i think so i think so too you think we're better off? Because, because we're talking about tech here and honestly when someone writes about anything in general about news i actually would rather like to know more how you know who he is what he thinks and so on and what i see is that i'm starting in the general news to follow more and more people and start to learn about them yeah. more than brands it makes and New York Times yeah. and so on. When you I follow something. them and I, I know about them. I trust someone, right? When a you read something good, you yeah. want to reach out to look and see what else they're going, what else they're yeah. thinking about, what else they're talking about. You're like, wow, I connect with them on this level. Let me go more. And, and you can do that now. You know, you got guys sitting here every time I come here. As, as, me, as someone who is doing this day to day, I think we are better off. I think with, you know, the Arringtons of the world and the Swishers of the world, I mean, I think there's room for all of them. I think that the hard and fast rules of mainstream media uh, have gone away or certainly have been diluted in some way. But, you know, some of those rules were good and some of them weren't. And um, I think that that we need right now we're in this kind of in-between period where we're still finding a way to filter some of the noise. So you've got people who are completely tainted and people who are completely terrible at their jobs acting you know in the same capacity as people who are actually quite good at their jobs and we need to you know find ways to filter that stuff and i think that we're getting better and better at filtering the bad stuff from the good stuff um but i also think that we're seeing more and more bad stuff getting thrown at us so it makes that that a little bit more challenging but i mean overall i think having choices and variety in news is actually really powerful and and to be able to pick and choose and see what bubbles up and figure out what for you feels right and true is is really valuable exactly and i think i think we also need to kind of remember here i mean we we forget right like we live this stuff this is this is our world you know like this is this is everything that we do for most people it's uh it's a it's an attraction it's a sideshow it, it's really not what? that important i mean we're not reporting on you know governments being overthrown we're not reporting on you know this is this is not you know, Woodward and, 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 you know, I mean, this is, this is not a, a Watergate. This is just technology. And, and right. it's very hard to remember that sometimes. I mean, yeah, we want to strive to like do the best job possible. And, you know, Josh knows, I, I know that, you know, what, what works for Arrington and TechCrunch is not necessarily what we used to do at Engadget. But I, I think we also shouldn't like treat this as though uh, journalism is dying so you're saying because you're technology saying, journalists are not necessarily uh, as unbiased as they should be. we're more like sports talk radio than we are when like you, the New York right Times. To, Ryan is right in a way when you get right down to it I mean the iPhone it's a great product and I'm sure somebody would say I would save my life but I mean it's not, it's not life or death a crucial yeah. I mean when you get really down to it the brass tacks you know it, it is we are talking about consumer electronics and consumer technology services and it's like you know, if Twitter went away, yeah, it would be kind of boring for a little while or suck, but like nobody would die. You know, no governments would, well, maybe some, some governments people would be would out not of jobs. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, these aren't, this isn't, you know, it's not Osama bin Laden. It is like, you know, an Android handset. So there's, there are differences. I mean, I think people need, still need to be objective and I think people still need to be honest. But, um, 
I mean, Sideshow is, you know, hurts a little bit. But I do think that Ryan is, is accurate in saying that uh, real news is still happening. Big news is still breaking, broken by real journalists who are in war zones, who are literally getting shot and killed to cover news. And that is, I think, pretty clearly more vital and important than covering smartphones. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Look, I, technology is the industry of the future. Technology is the the next industrial revolution. Right? We we all know that as well as as anyone uh, too. So, I mean, I, I don't want to also kind of undercut the point by saying technology doesn't matter. But, but I mean, the reality is, technology media uh, is really not the same. You know, we're we're you're, you're exactly right. We're not getting shot and killed taking photographs of iPhones. And, well, I and, and Leo is very, at. very sensitive about this because I actually remember he's not talking about it, but you, you had Arrington here and you stopped the show, right? <laughs> when, he, when he told you about he this. He accused uh, me of this. It was a palm? What, what was he? The tree? He uh, said, I, he said, uh, uh, Mike, phone, he accused you of having had the phone for free. Mike, and that's Mike, why uh, you talked about it and you Mike blew the theory. whole show. We should do that. Like, Mike, that had, was fun. Mike had a theory <laughs> that uh, Palm had sent Palm Prees to people who they knew would give positive reviews. He didn't get one. So it was his opinion that anybody who got a Palm Pre as a loner for review was in Palm's back pocket. And he accused me I, I, of that. I, you know, I remember this vividly because I, I was reviewing the, the Pre at the time. And I have to say, Michael Arrington didn't get a Palm Pre because he doesn't review phones. Right. And that's, <laughs> the, that's the long and short of it. And like only recently has he gotten his hands on, and I think it's only Google products, because he has a relationship with Google and because he covers Google products. So it kind of makes sense. But like, the thing about it is, and I, and I really remember distinctly being upset about that. I think the problem with Arrington in this whole situation is that he doesn't, he thinks that everybody will act the same way he acts, given the same level of that. I mean, you know, look, he's basically like, look, you're, if you're, you're going to have a bias because that's how human beings are. And I think it's not necessarily true that just because you get a product. Joshua, he's, he's, he's just amazingly good at getting attention. Look, we've been talking about him for 20 that's, minutes. That's really, <laughs> I, 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 if, if nothing else, Mike is very good at, at drawing you know, the... Uh, to my point of his disclosure, he, he's got it out there. And the last time, uh, you know, when he went after Engadget, went after me, it was like a week before his uh, awards show. And somebody mentioned to me, they were like, you know, it's weird. He always seems to have this controversy yeah. right around when he's doing a conference or a yeah. show. And I have to say, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. This is all just a publicity <laughs> stunt so people can be reminded that TechCrunch and Arrington are having a... <laughs> and a it's talk. another bitch meme. He owns tech meme for the, for the weekend, right? So. Right. All right, I we're mean, gonna we're gonna take a break on this subject and talk a little bit more about uh, tech, including uh, did CBS and CNET profit from LimeWire? Uh, as Alki David asserts, he's suing CNET, saying it's all your fault. But first, let's talk a little bit about you guys. Can take a break. We got a great panel here. Way too many brilliant people. Loic Lemur from Seismic.com. Oh, doctor. Can I get that in writing? Hipponinja.com. Brilliant. Hippo Ninja? Yeah. Hippo Ninja. What is that? I'm, I'm building a project and I can't afford the domain I want, so I'm building under that while I get some money. <laughs> Until to you get some money. To buy the domain I want. Joshua Topolsky from My Next. What the hell thing this it is? This is My Next. This my is next My Next. <laughs> my Next Hair. Yeah. My Next Ch 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 Chia. Yeah, I'm, yes. I, look, somebody told, me, yeah, somebody told me the mic was rubbing against my shirt, so I'm just going <laughs> to try to I think it's your problem. chest hair, it's not your shirt. Could be. And Ryan Block, who's quite wisely just decided to say, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> From GDGT. You just had that. I'm sorry we didn't come to your event on uh, Friday. We Both my anchors fell ill. 
I think you had people there. It we just did. We get stuff. It wasn't live stream. Yeah, we were going to live stream it. We did get stuff. And, Leo, uh, I'll, I'll forgive you this one time. I'm but, going uh, next time. Next time I'm going. I never get sick. I never get sick, and I'll be there next time. I promise you. Meanwhile, let's talk a little bit about my friends at Citrix. See, you see, it's I'm I'm compromised. I can't. Uh, they're my friends. I love these guys. Citrix, of course, everybody knows is the enterprise uh, remote access that uh, is so popular uh, for Windows. But they also have great consumer products. And I do confess, we use GoToMeeting all the time. People, <laughs> people, when they have meetings with us, always get the the special GoToMeeting email that says, "Yes, we're going to have our meeting." GoToMeetings includes a conference bridge, so there's a phone number in there. They also include voice over IP, so you can use your your uh, built-in access and your microphone and your camera on your computer to do it. Uh, it is just the best way to hold meetings online. Simple for your clients or customers or colleagues because they just press a button, they click that link that they got in the email, and boom. 30 seconds later, it's running on their system. They don't have to have it installed ahead of time. Absolutely secure, 128-bit SSL. Uh, it is, it is it, you know, completely, completely clean, completely secure, and really great for sales presentations, uh, for product uh, reviews, demos, status meetings. We, don't, we even use it for our, our just our plain old conference calls because you never know when you're going to want to show somebody something on the screen. So we just set them up with GoToMeeting, and we've always have that capability. And what's neat is your clients can show you their screen. It goes back and forth. It goes two ways. For Mac and Windows, Citrix has won just about every award for web conferencing in the industry. And, of course, customers who love it. I want you to try it free for 30 days. GoToMeeting.com slash twit. G-O-T-O. Meeting.com slash twit. Before your next meeting, before your next conference call, just visit GoToMeeting and give it a try. It's absolutely free for the next 30 days. GoToMeeting.com slash twit. So does anybody I know? I can't believe you've not been paid to say that. I was heavily paid to say that. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? That cost him a mint. It feels like uh, you're being a little disingenuous here, a little... Yeah, no, I agree. I understand. I mean, when we first started Twit, I mean, to be honest, I didn't want to do ads. I thought, well, I, I, I would love to do this without ads, but there's no way we could do it without but ads. But do you, like, you don't put products like this, which you consider suck, basically, right? You, yeah, we're very you... selective. We've turned down... No, seriously, I bet. We've turned down a significant amount yeah. of money from companies that I couldn't do an ad for. So right. one of you the reasons... seriously say, you know... Yeah, but that doesn't let me off the hook. I mean, there's still a conflict of interest. One of the, one of the uh, deals we made is that we would have a handful of advertisers, not a lot of them, and all of them would be companies that we had direct experience with and we could and we could endorse. And we only do ads. We don't do rolling ads. We only do ads where it's me talking about or, or Tom or Sarah or uh, Amber or whoever is hosting our shows talking about products that they use. So we try to, you know, that's why it's audible. That's why, it, you know, that's why I drive a Mustang. That's why, you know, I mean, that's what we do. So, but still, it's the same issue. <clears throat> but, you know, I don't consider us, uh, to be honest, I don't consider us uh, fact-based reporters. We, this is punditry, Right. So inherently, there's biases. I try to be as uh, fair and balanced as I can. Uh-oh, did we lose, uh, did we lose Josh? Josh? Joshua, are you still there? I am here. Can you your, hear me? Your camera has disappeared. Uh, hmm, that is odd. I switched mics. Oh, that might be the problem. Skype 5. I just this any, No, no, no. This is Skype 2. I switched mics. Is that any better? Yes. People are saying my shirt was scratching. I've been having a lot of shirt problems tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Just take it off. It's episode can you, 300. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're on the same mic you were on before. I don't know if you switched to that. I am. Are you sure? Well, tap it again. No, that's right. You're on the right mic. I'm on that mic. Yep. Okay. Great. Terrific. Am I too far away? I can get really, really close. Is that cool? This is the first time in my in my mem huh. memory at all that Ryan Block has not said a word. 
<laughs> I don't know. It's it, it, I don't know if it's because of you, Joshua. I'm, I'm, li I'm live tweeting this right now. That's disgusting. <laughs> He's too disgusting. <laughs> Does anybody know Alki David? Is there any merit to this crazy lawsuit against CNET? He says that CNET and CBS, by extension, because they own CNET, uh, promoted LimeWire uh, and promoted effectively promoted uh, software piracy and 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 music piracy. Uh, he says, "Quote that's a stretch. That's a little much." He says, "Quote." CNET had direct participation in massive copyright infringement on peer-to-peer -peer systems such as LimeWire that are used to copy, distribute songs, films, and other artistic works. He says Download.com, which is a CNET site, was the main distributor of LimeWire. Of course, LimeWire is peer-to-peer. Peer-to-peer networking is not illegal. Basically, they could have got it from anywhere, first of all. Secondly, you can't control what people do with it once they download it. And you can say whatever you want to say about what people used it for. A lot of people used it legitimately as well as illegitimately. Really? So what could you download legitimately with LimeWire? Before, what I used to Shareware? use for, um, I used to actually share really? uh, videos with my brother. Oh. But there were videos that we took a family. Oh. And it was just an easy way because he's retarded. Sorry, Jason. But my brother doesn't know anything. But I was like... I <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Is he actually is he actually <laughs> no, 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 no. Just my, developmentally my, my, disabled, my or is, is he just technologically handicapped? He's a moron. If he touches a computer, it breaks down. Okay. And I would send him pictures and videos, and I would try to email him. They were too big, so I set him up with LimeWire, and I would send them to my brother. So I, I used it for legal purposes, uh, and some people would have reason to do that also. And I'm sorry. I, I Jason. believe I owe Joshua Topolsky a uh, an apology. I when I said the word moron. I switched right over to him. So, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, but you actually, this seems more upsetting than just having done that little thing. Moron. I go, go to me for comment because you know how much I, I uh, hate moron. All right, moving along. It's a dumb story. I'm sorry I even brought it up. Um, moving along. Uh, China has got the iPad. In fact, uh, long lines and fisticuffs broke out. Four people were injured in the Beijing. Apple Store trying to get an iPad too. That's a uh, not a story either. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that that kiss machine they made for the internet, where you kiss a box and it kisses you back? Yeah, the French kiss machine. Yeah. It's the long distance what, French what? kiss machine. You should know something about that, Louis. You're French. I, I don't. But what's your definition about French kiss? You kiss this thing, and then it sends the transmission of the pressure of the kiss to another machine, and then it kisses a fake you on the tongue. Other side. Is it a, is it a French kiss? Yes. Yeah. It's tongue based with tongue and everything. Yeah. So you kiss the box. But and you the guys box don't, don't you. kiss with tongue. They can do more than kissing with that. That's what you mean. No, no, no but you get credit for it. For no, but oh, we're better. You at invented it. it. You invented it. It's oh. got your name in it. Okay. So you should know everything about it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I can give you a, a you know a crush course if you like. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Leo, let's go. Sparta. Should I unbutton this shirt again? Anyway, I'm, I'm, yes, right. Anyway, I'm, oops. I'm not sure about the uh, I'm not sure about the kissing a machine thing. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Story, I was joking. I was joking. story number four. Uh, Rupert Murdoch, despite the fact that they have eight hundred thousand subscribers to the Daily, uh, they're losing ten million dollars a month. The Daily, uh, not 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 doing all. Or I'm sorry, ten million dollars in the first quarter of operation. Surprise, Ryan Block. Well, you know, maybe they would be losing less money if they uh, stopped trying to be subjective. <laughs> There's their mistake. Journalism. Yeah. It kills you <laughs> every maybe, time. I think, I think it's uh, a, it was a big investment. It's a big gamble. Yeah. No question. It's, it's, and it's and an they've been totally screwing it yeah, up. Because isn't they it have, true, they though? They have no web strategy. Isn't it true, uh, though, they, that people like us are rooting against them? Uh, I don't think so. I think that we all just had a lot of really bad experiences with the app early on. I mean, they they actually did something really smart, which is just 
start by giving it away to everyone for right. the first few weeks of its right. existence. That was great. I mean, that's a great way to get people hooked. The problem is you can't get people hooked on an app that's garbage. Yeah. And uh, they I took think, too long ooh, to get the app in, in, in good shape. What little web strategy they had, they just made worse. Uh, I mean, it's just they, they, they're trying to lock their media ecosystem for the daily into a device. And the problem is media is not about devices now. Uh, so this, this whole strategy is a little bit wrongheaded. Especially when you have so much competition out there that's just beautiful and elegant in that market. I mean, it's news, it's media. And free. It, yeah, and I can find it somewhere else. And not 99 and, cents a week. And if I can find it somewhere else that looks better and works better, then why would I not? I, I mean, a trusted yeah. source, whatever, but it's got to work the, to start. It has to work. I, I think the problem is, uh, honestly, you know, there's something weird about this disconnected experience. It's what Ryan was saying about their web experience being bad. There's something that strikes me as very odd in today's with today's culture and the way people are used to getting news and learning to get news now, the, you know, I understand that Rupert Murdoch thinks that the iPad is his opportunity to get gain ground or get background that he feels he's lost um, because of the, in the decline of print media. But I don't think it's that simple of like a one, two step, right? Like, I don't think it's just like, you know, it's there, there and it's sort of magazine shaped. Therefore, an online or sorry, a uh, an iPad magazine should immediately be effective to people or an iPad newspaper. I, I think I think the uh, the biggest issue is the lack of a really solid, meaningful web strategy, because I think that people live and work on the Web. They are staring at their computers. And even even when they're on an iPad, they are very often looking at the Web in real time as it happens. The daily is not in real time. It's not as it happens. It doesn't feel connected to what's going on in the rest of news and the rest of the web and i think that is makes it a less exciting and desirable experience at least for me also you know the app's bad i mean it was bad and there are issues with it and, well, and you know they they've tried to emulate the publishing model that they're familiar with which is publish once a day or you know occasionally more often if there's an emergency if there's a really big story uh but that what you do publish kind of goes out there in a big lump and it's just sits there until the next yeah. next What's release What's a download for for the daily? Like, how, what what is the uh, size of a? It's it's really big. Well, how big but, is I mean, it? the point is like the the media, the whole medium has changed, not and not not just the media, but the, the the whole medium is completely different now. And it's not just about being on the web. I mean, I think that there's a lot that yes, there we. I mean, I think we all agree their web strategy is totally screwed. I mean, they 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 blew that one so far. Uh, yeah. But it's about learning what works on the web and applying that back to the iPad. And, you know, well, you, if you're just you using remember? the iPad as a stand-in for paper. Um, yeah. And, you know, using small movies as stand in for images from from that paper, then you, you've still lost it. Right. It's, do, it's about taking what we, we learned about how to make a publication work on the Web and, 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 and using those learnings to create something that's even better. I mean, do you remember when people were putting like magazines on CD-ROMs like in the early, it's the same, early it's, to mid 90s? This is really the same thing. Yeah, it's they were like, "This is the future. Changed. It's you're gonna be able to watch little quick time movies and have all this interactive content." It's like <laughs> that didn't work then. I mean, when you had to take a 650 megabyte right. CD-ROM, at and least you could update. It, it didn't I work mean, then. And downloading just because it happens every day, downloading the 800 meg file or whatever, just doesn't feel. Right. It doesn't feel right to me. Isn't I mean, that I, funny? It is about the size of a CD-ROM every week. I like, every I like Wired's app, like their interactive stuff yeah. that they have that's going in there, the little things that go on when I read that. But that's Loic you know, has brought a tablet with him. I don't know if anybody has seen this. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Mm -hmm. Actually, what's on the tablet is what people have not yeah, seen. Because the tablet, yeah. The tablet everybody's seen, but what's <laughs> on the tablet nobody has seen. We will talk a little bit more about Skype, some big news there, and an IP address, according to a judge. 
An IP address does not a person make. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, too. Louis Lemur is here. Oh, Doctor. Joshua Topolsky, Ryan Block. You're watching the 300th episode of Twit. Hey, we got a new sponsor. I want to welcome. Uh, they took their time. They finally got here after 300 episodes. Sega! Sega. Every time I say Sega, I want to say Sega. Yes, nice and slow. Or Sega! Sega! It's uh, actually Virtua Tennis. Have you guys played it yet? I just got a copy, uh, kind of an advanced copy of it. Um, Virtua Tennis came out in 1999 as an arcade game. You've seen versions on the PC, um, all the consoles, portable platforms. Uh, in fact, the last Virtua Tennis, 2009, uh, was on everything. But now, Virtua Tennis 4 is here. And I think they've done something brilliant. It works with motion control. It works with the Move if you have a PlayStation 3. It works with the um, Connect if you have an Xbox 360. If you've got a Wii, of course, it works with the Wii controllers. And I think tennis is such a great game and such a natural game for playing uh, with one of those controllers or with a Connect. 19 star players, Rafael Nadal, Federer, Murray, Sharapova, Wozniacki. Williams, who's your favorite, Loic? I know you're a tennis player. You look like a tennis player. Uh, totally. Are you a Wozniacki fan or a Sharapova? Mm, I'm no? not sure about that. I like... I like I, uh, I'm a Kitesurf fan more Kitesurf. than anything. Oh. You're on the uh, New World Tour featuring a career mode, which now goes uh, RPG as well, so no two careers are ever the same. Each decision in the game affects your career path. That means that, that every time you play, it's different. Also, a new off-court fame element. <laughs> I like that. Nowadays, when you're talking about, especially when you're talking about the women tennis players, that's a big deal. Lots more mini game features, including weather conditions, uh, multiplayer and online modes. That'd be fun to play tennis with somebody else. Can we be tennis buddies? I'll, I'll get online. Wouldn't that be fun? Would you yeah. play tennis with me? Yeah, definitely. You play doubles? Yeah, definitely. Doubles. You want, let's do this. Let's all play. That's right. Let's do it right now. Why are we, why what are we, are we doing, doing Why are we doing a let's show? Let's play tennis. Let's play tennis. Well, tennis is one of the actual games that when you get to use... Doubles is actually fun with all the sensor machines. I love tennis. I love it. Uh, And as you play, your player grows. This is interesting. Your player grows in confidence, so your form and your shots change as your player gets more comfortable in the match. And there's a community hub. Uh, It's using the Virtua Fighter Five technology, which is very sleek. It is. And that Virtua Fighter. Have you played it? I love Virtua Fighter. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah. The fighter. Well, imagine. That's why I was like, oh, tennis. Taking your character. No, I don't know if you could do that. No, now, that would it, be awesome. It'll be a, just it'll making be, it'll be a features fun up for this now. <laughs> I am. I'm inventing features. Imagine you could uh, imagine you could do this. Well, you can't. But if you could, <laughs> if it's using that engine, you could create your own player, and you could be. Wouldn't pretty, that be awesome? Pretty, uh, pretty bad. And then there will be Sega, online. Sega is awesome. They'll the online tournaments uh, uh, will give somebody a virtual tennis championship. You can find out more if you go to the website sega.com/slash/virtuatennis4. It's fun. I was playing it all last night. And it's really, really awesome. I have the Connect. So um, wait, so when you play the Connect, you just use your hand? Yeah. See now that I got. No, look, I, watch. I want to play I it got, on the move on the PlayStation you or can on my get Wii. The move. Do you have? Yeah. A, yeah, I have a move. But you you don't have to have anything in your hand. You just go like this. So you just okay. So it's like handball. Yes. That, that <laughs> except imagine you have a racket. <laughs> it's like racquetball because your hand's not hitting it. It's hitting right out here. Yeah. The the connect is amazing though how it works. I was I was and surprised. He's sold, uh, sold virtual, right? I can't, I can yeah, also do here, watch. Louis, <laughs> go, go play. <laughs> oh my god, let me put my three D glasses. Love four, love four. <laughs> is this in three D? Was I showing my ass? Louis, see you. <laughs> yes, you were showing your. <laughs> thank Sorry. you, thank you, Sega Virtual Tennis Four is uh, so live, it's real.
Thank you. In fact, of, that was exactly a lot of male flesh in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is glee for tech geeks, is what this is. Weird things happen when I get on Twitter. <laughs> it's you, oh, doctor. It's, it's not normal. It's I'm you. Here. It's, it's is, you. I blame you. I blame normal. you. I blame you. Um, by the way, happy Mother's Day. Did you all call mommy? Those um, of you whose mothers are still with us. So shout out, my mom's evil, but shout out to my boy Drew's mom, <laughs> Linda, who loves the show. You have she so slimed your family. Your brother's retarded. Your mom is evil. My brother, I love my brother. I told you, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have said that. My brother knows he's technologically impaired, but my mom's just a bad person. But my friend's mom, Drew, Linda, she loves your show. You can't wish happy Mother's Day to somebody else's mom. I can. She's a wonderful human being. She's a great mom, and she makes dinner for me sometimes. Right. She lives in my South Jersey area. She's a wonderful woman. So happy Mother's Day, Linda. Linda, happy mother. Anybody else want to use the reach of Twit to wish their moms a happy Mother's Day? I called my mom this morning. I don't have to. Happy Mother's Day, mom. I spoke to my mother today. Did you? In the morning. Well, I went on, I did a, a little spot on MSNBC earlier, and every time I'm on TV, they, my parents freak out, and they call everybody they know. And so I, I told her, she was like, what a great gift for you to go on TV for me. I was like, well, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I did it for you, Ma. <laughs> but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, so. yeah, I actually build Twit for my Ma so she can watch me at home. That's the whole point for this nice. is because Mom wanted to be part of my life. And that's why you do it on I'm Sundays. So you make sure I'm you always. I'm a thoughtful, thoughtful guy. I'm Anybody else? Loic? Uh, well, you know, in, in Europe, in France, it's not the same date. So this is not a unified worldwide Wait phenomenon. a minute. How it's just a commercial happen? thing that people just decide. But you have a Mother's Day. Yes, we do. And uh, it's it? not La uh, Journée de, de la Mer. La Fête des Mères. La Fête des Mères. Yes, and it's not today. So Fête means no point party. Calling my my mother. Wait a minute. When is it? When is it in France? It's the, it's mom's. It's a party for mom. Yeah, but yeah. What, what I was hoping you would not ask that question. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a made up? Is it a made up holiday in 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 France as well? It's totally I mean, like commercial. So that you've heard you've heard of no. Le Marc de All des Alles. There is the, uh, yeah. the Father's Day. Do you have a Father's Day? Yeah, we have Father's Day. Okay, then there is the... Is it uh, called a Fête de Pair? There is the Dog's Day. Do you have a Dog's Day? No. no. Fête de Chien? You have a Dog's Day? No, actually, I bet there is a Dog's Day. There's an everything day. There's got to be a there Dog's Day. There should be a Dog's Day. day. There's definitely a Dog's there Day. There has to be a Dog's Day. There's yeah. definitely... There was a chat room called Dog's Day. The Parisians love their dogs. There's dog poop everywhere. Yeah, well, there, there's there's a day for everything anymore. <laughs> everything has a day. They love their dogs and they hate their fellow citizens. Right. That's pretty much, that's it right there. No, I love I mean, Paris. If there's, if there's dog crap everywhere. You know, I, I, I actually didn't notice that when I was. I France. think it's gotten better. It used I'm to be busy, a big problem. People, people that, would really. just wouldn't curb their dogs in Paris, but it's gotten better. It, it, it got a little better, but um, you have to be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> Walk with your head down. Yeah. Walk, walk with your head down. Are you doing the web again I'm this year in December? When, when people actually, you know, pick it up and so on, you would never see anyone pick up yeah. Dog Shit in Paris. Paris. Yes, I'm doing the web without transition. The nice thing, <laughs> we invite you to Paris and see the dog, see, dog crap. See the merde de chien for yourself. No, uh, but the nice thing about the web, it's during winter, so it's all frozen and... Uh, exactly. You, <laughs> you, you, you cold walk crapping, anyway. You Popsicle poop. Right it's off. excellent. It's a great time. Come on, guys. There isn't the only dog in Paris. The web is a... No, in fact, I love Paris. The web is a wonderful conference. Every December. You're going to do it in December again? Yes, yeah? December 7, 8, 9. We're doing three days this year. And you were there last year. We got, so much Ryan fun. Ryan was there last year, too. Yeah, uh, Ryan was there. That's right. And Veronica. Got, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so it was so much great. fun. It was wonderful, except for the part where we just got completely snowed in. I like that and, part. Uh, and we had we had to walk for like uh, about a half a mile in uh, in 
completely iced over sidewalks. Everybody was slipping everywhere. It was amazing. It was fun. I did that. We walked to the metro station. Yeah. Yeah, I have to fun. say, I have done that with Geraldine, my wife, as well, at uh, 2 a.m. after our party, and we were organizing the thing. We walked. Uh, oh, she boy. was barefoot. But yeah, we didn't control the snow, and I have to say, this did not happen like in 10 years or something. Right. But uh, yeah. I actually it, liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, we, we wanted to make it look like Davos, so that's why yeah. we ordered snow. <laughs> it looks like like you were saying And now. tell me about this EG8 Summit. Now, it looks like I'm not going to be able to go my, uh, my unfortunately, my daughter's ill and so i have to stay back uh, unfortunately but jeff jarvis will be going yep. which is great and uh, and a lot of big name uh internet entrepreneurs and uh and thinkers and this is at the invitation of uh, president sarkozy yeah i'm not organizing these but i you know you advise help. them there's no way they knew who i was if it weren't for you i got a great letter from sarkozy big envelope it said leo laporte fondateur de tweet I thought that was so cool. I don't know what a fundateur is, but I'm glad to be well, one. Well, you spoke at Le Web. They were at Le Web. Oh, that's you know. good. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, I help them now and then. I'll be there, of course. They're, they're, I think it's good that they're trying to you know, make a big event in, in France. And, to uh, find out. The, the point is to prepare a paper for the G8 Summit about the, the Internet and economies. And how I think how important the Internet is to economies. And I would hope, now Sarkozy's not known for this, but how important a free and open internet is. Well, if you think about, I think what's going to be central is job creation. If you think about, you know, Facebook and Zynga and, you know, Twitter, how many jobs they created. I think Zynga created nearly 2,000 jobs in San Francisco. Right. Right? In the last, what, two San years? San Francisco yeah. still is... It's amazing. It, you know, everywhere in the U.S., bad economy, downturn, San Francisco, commercial rents, everything through the roof because... It's still a success. It's makes a San Francisco company. Is that right? Uh, right. We haven't created 2,000 jobs. For, yeah, but yes. I'm interested because there's <laughs> been some conversation about people moving out of San Francisco because of the payroll taxes on yeah, options. Yeah, I just sent a mail uh, to the mayor yesterday because of uh, the tax on stock options and, you know, Ron Conway. This is unusual. This is not that. typical for a city to tax yeah, stock options. People leave San Francisco because of, uh, we don't. But uh, There was some concern tax. that Twitter might leave. I know exactly. they changed the rules a little bit so that Twitter wouldn't. Skype, perhaps, for sale. There seems to be a bidding war between Google and Facebook, either for a partnership or, according to GigaOM, an outright acquisition of Skype. Ohm Malik says we'll find out by Monday, and probably as we speak, Skype attorneys and management are burning the midnight oil trying to plan something. Any uh, Anybody big, know what's going on? This, this, this one, the, Skype. So we, we've all played with Skype 5. Uh, we all know how horrible they've turned <laughs> the part of the negotiating deal. The they have to redo it completely. Please let whoever buys Skype, them Skype, have is, great Skype is one UI of the designers. only companies who I like them better when they were languishing at uh, <laughs> at, at the larger company that had acquired. It. That's true. It, you know, they they became independent and then they just like. How much did blocked. eBay pay for Skype? It was billions uh, of dollars. I think it was one point seven billion, one point four billion. Over a billion dollars. It was insane. Amazing. And now uh, they're yeah. thinking behind that. Where, where, where are they going with that? No, no one knows. Uh, Meg they Whitman. did nothing. Well, right? you know, we we didn't exactly elect her to mayor uh, or to governor of the of the no. state, of, great state of California. Yeah. Uh, Based on that purchase, right? <laughs> basically, I mean, who would who would seriously who would give her billions of dollars at this point? I mean, she just completely screwed eBay. So why would Google or Facebook even be interested in Skype? Actually, if Wait a minute, though. Let me think about this. If you could put embed within Facebook video calling. Well, forget. Yeah, it would just be integrated, wouldn't it? I mean, right. you just build it in as a, as a Facebook app. Wow. That would be really powerful. I mean, Google already has a product that they're 
Google sort of does what Skype does, right. right? Google has Google Chat. Yeah, well, right. And it's they're expanding, you know, Google Voice is, you know, it's a little bit of what Skype does. Andro Android phones uh, in uh, 2.3.4, Android phones will have, uh, Google Talk will have video. It'll be like FaceTime on an Android phone. So Google's kind of there already. Facebook is not. In my mind, AOL should buy it. They're buying all these media companies. AOL, like the chat, like I still use AOL chat and people laugh at me. But there's a lot of people on it, and I, their video system is horrible, and you can't talk, but you can chat on it. Aim. And that's, yeah, I don't know. Do I, love I don't think they have enough left right now. No, they probably it. don't. I'm just saying in, in a general term of What's the, What do you think the price and, would be? Does anybody have any insight on that? It's I, not $1.7 I mean, I can tell you that yeah, right Not, not after anybody sales. sees five. If they see Skype five, they're like, I'll yeah, give the, you $20 The value tanked to the floor. Yeah. You know, I, speaking of AIM and AOL, uh, I thought that was kind of, this week, Mike M.G. Sigler writing it to TechCrunch said, we didn't get the memo. So when AOL sent this uh, new chat client around to everybody who works at AOL and said, don't tell anybody, we didn't get the memo. So let's reveal all. God, I yeah. tell you, it must Here's be. Here's my question. It's like WikiLeaks so over there. AOL, they just let, let everything fly by accident. Yeah. To get, to get, to get, so AOL has a, you know, a VPN you have to get on, like to look at their, you know, to go to internal stuff, right? right? Like if I'm doing like expenses, right. you have to go get on a private network, essentially. Um, why would, just as out of curiosity, why would AOL give out a publicly accessible link to anybody? Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. If they didn't want somebody to look at also, it's like, like this warning, this is for, has some warning, like this is for internal use or this is, I don't know. It just seems like, it, it, you know, I, I'm not saying that, that, TechCrunch had anything to do with like that they were part of a PR thing, but I think that AOL was probably hoping, right? And actually, <laughs> so like, have you used it? I mean, have you? It's actually no. kind of a cool, interesting idea. It's like chat roulette, but with less uh, with less penises. Nudity, oh, okay. Less unwanted nudity. Unlike this show, yeah, which has more than anybody more than, wanted. More than anybody ever wanted. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I think it's you know a little. I think they were hoping somebody well, like would come along and say, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Because it's accessible. I mean, who puts something? You don't right. beta something yeah. if, unless you want people to see it Let's and make it Let's whitelist it to the world. Wow, Joshua, you are good. Or you could password protect it for employees. You could say only use this password. and then yeah, Or it'll only work on an AOL IP. Yeah, that's, well, that's Simple. one option. There are many ways you could have protected the site is all I'm saying. Mm. They didn't use any of them. So, mm. Have you used it? No. It's Tell me cool. about it. What is it? What is it? It's uh, you, so you basically, it uses flash to, sorry, my earbuds are it's falling. It's flash out. based. Yeah. You use, use flash to, to create like a, a video chat and then you get a little URL and you can give that to people and they can join into this yeah. like private uh, video chat oh. on a, on its own, uh, you know, private URL. Cool. You can, I think you could have four people at a time. So it's actually kind of a cool tool. Uh, we were messing around with it and, uh, it's not. It's not flawless right now. It's obvious. You know, it's being beta tested still. So, you know, it's not for public consumption, but uh, it's got some interesting. It's an interesting idea. Design is nice. It works better than Skype Five. Let me put it that way. Uh, is this what do they call it? It's an. Is it? Private? It's AV. It's like AIM AV. I think AIM AV. it's, it's AIM.com slash AV. That's the other thing is it's not like you couldn't have you just guessed this URL. Right. You might have accidentally typed AIM.com slash AV <laughs> and just gotten it. All right, well, but, that's interesting. Google I.O. is uh, starting on Tuesday. We're going to bring you live coverage. Of course, Google streams the keynotes, but uh, Gina Trapani and I, will, who is a Google Android developer, and I will be there. I'm sure you will too, Loic, your, your Android developers yeah. at Seismic. We'll, you know, we'll actually, we're going to be there as well. I'm going with Chris Ziegler, our uh, mobile editor, 
Ryan, uh, you're going to be there, right? I'll probably pop by, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do, I think we're going to do some live blogging. We're going to attempt uh, some live blogging using, uh, I think we're going to use Scribble Live and see what that's like. Cool. We had an in-house, uh, we had an in-house solution at Engadget. So this will be our first time for us experimenting with a third party. Should be fun. Now, last year, Google I.O. announced, let's see, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff that never happened or was embarrassing. Uh, uh, they said that Google, they were going to do Google Music, never did it. Uh, they were going to do uh, Google, did they mention Google Me, their uh, social initiative? No, that was just a rumor. That, that was just a rumor. Google never said anything about that. Okay, so we don't know anything about that. Let's see. Uh, um... Do you think they will do a Amazon style cloud music service, perhaps? They have I mean, to. They oh, I they know announced. what they I know what the big announcement was last year. Google TV. Ooh. <laughs> I still use my Google TV and it's sad that it's Ew. dead. But it, but if you think about it, you um like Android sucked for two years. True. Right? And it took it took a long time to True. take off. And and now we're saying, you know, honeycomb and Android tablets kind of suck. That's what you read it now and then. But it so you have but a Zoom. Is that a Motorola Zoom? Data, I do. I think, yeah. I think the difference between Android and Google TV was that Android was getting support from the start. It, there was right. a lot of investment there. Google TV has really not been getting very much support from Google. And frankly, you know, it relies so much on the content ecosystem that if the content ecosystem isn't supporting it either, then right. it, it's a very, very big challenge for them. And case, I mean, everybody, every, every content provider is, you know, blocked. Blocked it. it. I thought it was a case maybe where Google thought that they could kind of strong arm these guys into playing along. And then, the, the, you know, well, these guys said, you, no, even things it. like Hulu finally just got on um, PlayStation and right. Xbox. Like they finally got the deal done and they've been working on that for an excessively right. long time. And I'm happy to have it there. Um, but, you know, the deals will get done at some point. It's just if you're willing to bend over and give up what they want. We have some uh, Google developers in house who are going to Google I.O. and that we were all speculating Last couple of years, Google has had has put a uh, an Android phone under the chair of the uh, people at the keynote, uh, and they seem to be of the opinion. I think they're probably right that this time it might be a honeycomb tablet. Uh, this is I expect Google will be pushing honeycomb. Do you think so, uh, Louis? Oh uh, yeah, that's what we're betting as well. We're let's let's see this. Work. You have on the Zoom. Sure, you have yeah. uh, this is seismic. I don't know how nice. we're going to show people yeah. this. This is seismic yeah, yeah. running on honeycomb. First of all, is Honeycomb, Google said Honeycomb's not ready for prime time. Is this the build of Honeycomb that it came with, or are you using a special developer's no, no, build? No, 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 that's the, thank you. Public, oh, this is, I was saying before when we, were talking, uh, when we just brought this up, public beta is their specialty, right? right. Google loves to, there's no better way to, to, to figure out if your product is working or not than to have millions of people checking it and that's, out. And, so. and that's uh, poor Loic as a developer. <laughs> You've got to deal with it. Yeah, what? the thing is we would have loved actually to be ready when they announced it. Right. And But they, uh, you know, they, they didn't give uh, the SDK. So the life of a developer is, is not always easy because you get, you know, you're focusing on something which is getting the Android smartphone really yeah. good. And then suddenly you're like, oh, there is a tablet. And can we have the SDK? Yeah, here it is. But you see what I mean? It's like, right. and, and now you have to stop what you're doing, basically, which is what we've been doing. So we're How going different to is Seismic on Honeycomb than Seismic on Gingerbread? I mean, is it a big, big difference? Well, you have a lot more space, pretty much like the iPhone and the iPad, right. of course. So, so you're using this. See, one way to go with the develop as a developer on, the, on, a, on say, a, an Android phone is... Uh, just make it so that things stretch out if there's well, more room and they can should, occupy more space. I should show this. I should I should play well, this. Because I am actually a Seismic fan. I use it all the time. But you know what's cool on the on the phone, on the smartphone as well? I don't know if you can show this, but this is, you know, you see all those shortcuts 
So the shortcuts are awesome. Really? I don't have an Android. But oh, you like it? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So here, here I can, you know, I get my replies straight from a shortcut. And that, that is something very cool, I think, from, uh, from Android. So you'll see that. Otherwise, you have a lot of space, of course, on the, N on the tablet. I think it's really the year of, uh, of tablets. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's going to, I, I, I spend more and more time on the tablets like everybody is. And we're, we're, we have to make it good. And even though the honeycomb is not perfect at start, I think it's going to be huge. Oh, wow. You're using, well, you're using the space here. Yes, yeah, so you can switch. Available. Here you go. You can you can see the preview if you click on a tweet that has a link. Right. In it, it'll do a preview of it. Uh, yeah. Find one. Just Here's get one. a link. Here you go. So see? it opens and this up. Yeah. And when can eager eager uh, gadget and technology journalists get a copy of this to check out? <laughs> it's it's kind of what Leo has in his hand is a little broken. So see, if you tap here, you can switch account also on the top here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. from Twitter to Facebook to Chire. Uh, That's one of the reasons I use Seismic is because you do support LinkedIn, you support and Facebook. Facebook pages. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. So, uh, but the, the Joshua and, Ryan and the previews support it as well. So here's your tweet about us. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's just more space. It's super fast, as you can see. It's really, really, really fast. fast. It's amazing fast. Really fast. This um, is this is so needed for. I mean, the, the biggest problem with Honeycomb right now, and, and it's you know, I think it's mostly due to what Loic is saying, is that. When they announced this and, and when they released a product, the SDK had barely been in the hands of developers. I think that's the biggest issue is that right. there's just zero software selection Which for it, especially something like a Twitter client where you need, you know, if somebody like me, like you just need to have a decent Twitter client on anything that you use. And uh, this look looks at, great. Look at this. Way. I love how you're I'm using regions. So this opened, when I did this, it opened the preview and then the page that's linked is beneath it. But this this scrolls separately. And you'll have yeah, the ability yeah. to open it full screen, but obviously it's uh, it's just a beginning. We're cutting this right. as uh, you know as we speak. Is this going to have the shortcuts too? Yeah, yeah, it will have shortcuts. shortcuts. My, that's my favorite feature. Not that you should do it while you're driving, but if I had an Android phone, like you could just check your replies when you had stoplight real quick. Exactly. Because I can't use my phone at all. I can't go into an application and look at anything. It takes too long. But so, if you just click a button and get right to. Yeah, you, get you to. will have shortcuts too, and of course, uh, we will we will have. So this is a build that never, you know, no one does saw not yet. exist. It's just a screenshot that does was not exist. Played, but this is. Uh, and awesome. so I'll send you a build, uh, Ryan and Joshua, of course, uh, with pleasure and Leo. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I, and I, I, I would to... love to check it out. I'm not sure that I would really be able to write anything about it because I, I'm kind of biased here. I mean, I know you very well. <laughs> I was going to say I can't. I'm going to be very biased you know, when I write about the, it. You didn't get any wine or anything. I got wine. All right. The sooner you get it to me, the more biased I would be. <laughs> I, uh, let's see. Can I invest, Joshua, in your next? Uh, yeah, there it is. And I'll invest in yours, and, and we'll take it all to the bank. We'll go straight my, to the bank. My next that. investment. Yeah, th this is my next investment. <laughs> my next investment, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there, actually, there is, a, there is a, a question I have for you, which is, of course, that Twitter seems to be shutting down the ecosystem for third-party Twitter clients. They obviously would very much prefer people use their clients because of things like the dick bar. Um, Uber Media tried to buy uh, TweetDeck. Uh, they offered a mere twenty million. Along comes Twitter and says, "Hey, we'll give you forty to fifty million. We'll double that." And of course, uh, you'd be crazy not to sell TweetDeck to Twitter. But I doubt Twitter will keep TweetDeck alive. It really was uh, merely to take them out of play, so that Uber Media couldn't have a dominant position, twenty percent of the of the Twitter clients. So, doesn't that worry you, developing third party clients for this ecosystem? A hostile well, equal ecosystem. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure about the story because, like, everybody thought it was done with Bill Gross, and yeah, it didn't two happen. months ago, right? I, I, I heard people telling me they heard it right from right. from the company itself. Anyway, 
And so I think, in fact, Bill Gross did say Uber. We have successfully acquired TweetDeck. I for I don't Uber know Media. That he said it officially, but he said it to a few people apparently. Right. Anyway, I I think you have to be very careful when you cut on any ecosystem. But um, clearly, Twitter has changed, you know, a strategy, and and now we're on. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. That's why we're you on, do all those other things. Exactly, and we're more and more a, a business app. We're coding, right. you know, for Salesforce, for Chatter, right. very internal. That's right, you support Salesforce Exactly, now. we have now Salesforce Chatter in all our apps. And, and the uh, honestly, I moved. Yeah, the plugins. We have 80 plug. Thank you. <laughs> Owen is doing my, my <laughs> pitch. Thanks for <laughs> but, for the wine. So yes. Payment but, for the wine. But we have 80 plugins. But basically, it's we're moving from, uh, we're focusing more now on, on the business side of it. And I have to say that working with uh, businesses that are ready to, you know, pay for uh, some of the things we do is, is, a, is a delight. But, but that's one I, thing that Twitter's yeah, always think, said is if you add value, if you are over and above what a standard Twitter client or our Twitter clients do, we're okay with that. Yeah, exactly. I think we're, what Luis is doing is, is actually the smartest way to do it, though. And that is, you know, don't count on any single platform. Don't count on any single, uh, you know, mechanism. Uh, you know, you, you have to kind of disintermediate all, all of that stuff in order to have a robust product. I mean, if you're just a third-party Facebook client, you know, you're dead as soon as uh, as soon as Facebook shuts you down or decides they don't want you to exist anymore. Right. And if you're yeah. only on iOS, then you're dead as soon as Apple decides that they don't like what you're doing for whatever arbitrary reason. So, you know, being in as many places as possible, supporting as much as possible, it's difficult and not very many people can do that effectively. But I mean, that's why Seismic is really awesome and interesting. Uh, yeah. Because you know they're they're not they're not going to see themselves disintermediated by any single company. What else will we What else will we see at uh, Google I/O? We'll see tablets. We'll see maybe a final version of Honeycomb. Will they open source Honeycomb? What else do we uh, expect? Ryan, Ryan, what do you I, think? I think I think I think open sourcing Honeycomb is possible. I mean, they've been very cagey there. Um, it's it's I, I don't know. I don't know if they like if they think that they're this is like the way to start uh, their transition away from open sourcing Android. Um, Boy, I hope not. They, They've, they've certainly uh, implied very strongly uh, that they are not as fond of open sourcing and Android as they once were. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how many people going to IO are really, you know, going because they think that that's, that's going to give them the first peek uh, at, at open source, uh, open sourced honeycomb. Um, but yeah, I think that we'll probably see a little bit more about the next version of Android, which I guess is uh, ice cream. Um, and ice cream, you know, ice cream sandwich. Ice cream sandwich. Yeah, that's, apparently that's sand a distinction that's yeah, being that's right. made okay. is that it's not ice cream, it's ice cream sandwich. Yeah, um, sandwich. They, they're going to they're going to talk a lot about honeycomb though at IO. I mean, they need to uh, get this in front of people. They need to get it in front of developers. They need to talk about. They need to extol the the uh, benefits of of honeycomb. I think they must have to talk. They're going to have to talk about honeycomb on handsets because they said at some point they're going to unify this. You know, Honeycomb is going to be across handsets and uh, tablets. So I think at some point they're going to have to unify it and talk about that. I'm hoping we get to see a little peek. Well, of that's, what that's, 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 look like. that's, that's not really going to be Honeycomb, right? That would be potentially ice cream sandwich or whatever. I, mean, I, I, I guess. Have they have they defined that yet? I know the next version is honey is, uh, is ice cream no, sandwich. But I, but I think I think that they know as well as anyone that they can't keep fa fragmenting the platform. That they they need to be unifying. Yeah, um, and if you think about like uh, again, you know, as a developer, we we've built this Honeycomb you know tablet. It doesn't run on the phones, and which is exactly right. you know it's a huge issue. That means we have to to keep two cut branches to build out and yeah, don't build all anything for Tegra because then you'll need to do three. Is, is Tegra really that different because uh, 
You have to yeah, build- I mean, you can't, you know, Tegra stuff is, you know, you can't run a non-Tegra phone. Some of it, there's versions of it, but really? it's actually really crazy. The fragmentation is getting so uh, just weird and particular that now you've got like, you're, you've got CPU fragmentation where you literally That's are so like, good. you don't have this kind of CPU. You've got a really powerful one gigahertz phone. You've got a Snapdragon. It could easily run that stuff or it could run something close to it, but the software is just written for Tegra. So you're kind of out in the cold. You know, you're not going to be able to run that stuff. And is, so, is there any credibility to the thought that Apple, that we've saw this rumor, I just find this hard to believe, might be moving to ARM processors for its not just iOS, but for its desktop or at least laptop? I, I really don't see that happening. That seems not crazy. Anything. I don't mean, that would happen either. That's crazy. I mean, it could, it could happen at some point in the future. I think it would be years before we got to that point. Uh, I mean, they've really just kind of established themselves in the PC market uh, in, a, in a fairly dominant position. Uh, and a big part of that push was assuring switchers, assuring, you know, Windows using end users, you know, not corporate buyers, but regular people that they can run Windows and run their Windows apps when they come over to the Mac platform. And you lose all that when you go to I ARM. agree. But yeah. it would be yeah, really cool if you, could, if you could cut an app for the iPhone and the iPad also runs on the Mac because today it's, it's a total nightmare right. for developers too. You need a Mac version and you need... But that's, you that's silver light on the desktop. Right? Like, I mean, you, it, it, that that can be handled strictly by the compiler. There's just so many differences. In, in uh, the there's a reason they don't make G5 processor, their own processor anymore. There's a lot of reasons. I mean, the, is, is the idea that. here that at some point, is this does this rumor come out of the idea that at some point in the near future that Apple will... There will be a merging of iOS, iOS everywhere and, and OS 10, and it'll just yeah. become iOS in in one way or another. And then it's time to unify the type of you know the types of chips you're using along with that. I mean that's I mean that is years and years away if it's going to happen. Right. So uh, and when it does, it's going to look like something completely different than what we see now. So I mean I think maybe there you know i'm sure apple is every day looking at what other people are doing and saying is there a piece of technology here i mean i know this they're looking to say is there a piece of technology here that we can buy or use that's going to make our products better well because they're quite quite obviously on the cutting edge and intel's trying to move into arms territory we'll talk about the trigate 3d transistor in just just a moment it's such good marketing to call anything 3d these days this is like hd was a little while ago yeah. everything was hd it's 3D. hd cookies now it's 3d cookies before we do so that hd makeup I'd, hd makeup yeah that existed i think we covered it on engadget actually oh yeah i've used hd makeup it's they apply it with an airbrush brush now, this was just a brand of makeup that was selling oh. it as like hd like it's gonna yeah. make you look High, you'll you'll, high, be, you'll be high Jeff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want 3D makeup. Makes your nose actually look bigger. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that makeup. Oh, that's good. That's the good stuff. They have 2D makeup. I, that's what <laughs> they so, was it. Think Geek was selling 2D glasses that take any 3D image and make them 2D. <laughs> that's what I want. Hey, before we go any further, I would like a little bit to talk about our friends at Audible. Audible.com. It's the great bookstore of audio books. It is fantastic. And if you haven't checked out audible.com, I want you to go there right now. I tell you, before I uh, buy a book these days, uh, I, I uh, you know, on the Kindle or at Amazon or at a bookstore, I don't think I've been in a bookstore in a while, I will always go to audible.com first and see if the audio version is available. Partly because it's much easier for me to get reading done when I'm in my car, when I'm at the gym. When I'm uh, when I'm doing the dishes, you know, stuff times when you couldn't really hold a book, but those are times that are dead times. You can't do anything else, and Audible is just great. It just fills my life. 
with interesting stuff. You could try it right now. Get two books free. You'll go to audible.com slash twit2 and sign up for the Platinum account. That's two books a month. First month's free. First two books are free. And they're yours to keep forever. So if you decide to cancel, and you can do that at any time, you still get to keep those books. I'm just looking what's on the front page, I guess because of the Osama bin Laden uh, seals. Uh, there's a great book now about the U.S. Navy SEALs that's on the front page, SEAL Team 6, Memoirs of an Elite Navy SEAL Sniper. I'm sure that's going to be very popular. I can't uh, wait for there. a new Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Osama. Let's get Obama. That's right. Osa I mean, Osama. <laughs> well, it depends what happens. Obama. In the Obama. Depends Obama. what I mean, happens Osama. in the election. <laughs> well, Fox, Fox News did that live. Yeah, they but play. I think that a lot of people did that. That was an easy uh, type. Yeah. I'm not going to blame them. Does well, the right. noise in my head bother you? A rock and roll memoir by Steven Tyler. Okay. You don't have to. No, you don't have to listen to that. I'm just saying. It's there if you want it. Any of you listen to audiobooks? Uh, I actually just got um, Rework, Jason what? Freed. From, oh, that's a great book. Um, I got that uh, as, uh, not free, but I subscribed a long time ago. Yeah. I took coupon. I yeah, that. they were offering it uh, for free for a while. Jason yeah. Freed uh, of 37 Signals, David Hanemeyer Hansen, also 37 Signals and the creator of Ruby on Rails. They've written a couple of really good books. This is their newest Rework. It's a new way to look at work. You're an entrepreneur and you don't yeah, have any money. It's a must read. It's a great read, yeah. Or a great listen. What it's about Tony listen. Shea of Zappos, his newest, uh, the one that came out, Delivering yeah, Happiness? That's great. Have you read it, Leo? No, I've got it. it. Tony gave me a copy of it. i got to listen. It's really good. It changes your the way you want to. For example, they, you know, he explains how if you call them, they advertise competition. Right. You know, they don't advertise. It's like they, Miracle on 34th you, Street. Santa Claus said go yeah. to Bloomingdale's. Yeah, if I mean, you try to buy something they don't have, they send you. Yeah. So Talk, talking really about being objective, and, and it's just it always comes back. Right, because when when I call somewhere and people just say, "Oh, we don't do that," and they get you off the phone. Just be a you good person. Have a person. bad taste in your mouth. Yep. If someone says, "Hey, you might want to check this out." Hey, thanks for the suggestion. You want to go back? To I know you've I know you've read this. Any entrepreneur has read this. Jim Collins, Good to Great, a classic, yeah. a must read. Have you read that, Loic? No, you got to read haven't. it. Get it this is how Listen, good companies good. become great companies, and why some companies can't do it. It's just it is perhaps the you know I I so many people I know have read this and. Have said this is the book you got to read this one. So right there, we just we just showed you, my friends at home, how to make millions of dollars with your new startup. There you go. Just a couple of books that you should read. There's another one. It's Blink. If you allow me, love you know that. Blink? Max, 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 Blink. Malcolm Gladwell. Thank you. That that changed my the way I see things in my life. Oh, yeah. I, it's all about trusting your first thirty seconds. You know, feelings yeah. with someone. And uh, and especially if they have hair like Joshua, then I you, now make you know, all my yeah. <laughs> I'm, making a, I'm making a snap decision. Shirt back up. He didn't blink. I'm not. I've just gut check on that one. <laughs> go with it. I make all decisions now based on my gut, no matter what it is, no matter yeah. how bad. It yeah, means. my gut says when when your chest hair stands up, you know it's a good call. Take off the shirt. Yeah. It's, let it let it all out. Let it all hang out. Audible's it's actually com. It's quite warm on my third floor right now. It's, it's New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarre, That's bizarrarly warm day. And Mine, get it's getting awfully hot in here. I... I think uh, maybe I should remove some. I think that's a different I book. No, I have no pants on. I also, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a different book. That's a di they have that kind of book too. I'm sure they do. You know, I, I don't want to say anything, but uh, if you go to the romance section, oh, uh, there we go. You can you can find some. It bodice, was a hot day in the Twit Cottage. Bodice rippers. Leo had just got done doing this week in Twit. When you want your hands free, <laughs> for whatever reason, you've got to check it out. Audible.com/slash/twit2. Your first two books.
uh, are free. All you have to do is go there and sign up for the Platinum account. Audible.com slash. This is one for you, uh, I think, there, uh, oh, Doctor, the Dominatrix. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Uncle Leo. Your, this Uncle is your Leo. personal, your like, wish list. I need $16.95, right, Uncle Leo. <laughs> have, have you read this one? No, I haven't. <laughs> If you give me sixteen ninety five, Uncle Leo, I will. You don't will, need sixteen ninety five. Audible. I've already got my free, two. but I'm paying for it. I got my. Oh, I got two free months. Never mind. You, do good. you get? Do you get a sample in audio? On yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah, but read it out loud. Especially like a sample of the Frenchman wants to hear. All right. By the way, I felt left out. I got some wine delivered. Good. That's good. Joshua, about wine, mate. That's good. Glasses. Crawling on all fours, he moved towards his wife. Oh, my God. You know what to do, she said in an imperious tone. Apparently, Dan knew exactly what to do. Okay, oh. let's stop right there. <laughs> he knew exactly what to do, Uncle Leo. That's what I'm talking uh, about. I'm getting that say, book. I'll report on his Is, is there some quality. wine left? Uh, <laughs> I need some wine. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. That's the last thing you need. You need uh, audible, Thank you. Audible.com. Here, just keep the bottle. Audible.com. Slash twit two. We love Audible, and uh, they're just they're just fantastic. Uh, and uh, by the way, you can follow them on uh, Twitter as well. Audible underscore That's com. Audible, the greatest audiobooks. By the way, when you do sign up, you will also get a free subscription to the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times Daily Audio programs, and you can listen to them right there on your uh, Audible device. So, three D transistors. Not quite as exciting as uh, the Dominatrix. Um, but Intel says it's going to give us another two years for uh, the uh, uh, Moore's Law. I didn't realize it was so close to the end for Moore's Law. I don't know. You know, they, they come out so fast. I, I think I'm just going to wait till the 4D transistors. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I mean, Every time I invest, in, it's just like, you know, there's a new processor update. I mean, come on. Well, this I think is 5D is clearly the future, Ryan. So you're making a big it's mistake. True. I do need I do need a fifth D. <laughs> if you're going to just accept 4D, I mean. So all right. So this is why they say it's a 3D transistor. This trigate, instead of being laid out flat, because you know the process they use, they basically it's a it's a silk screen, and they dope the uh, silicon with uh, with uh, uh, conductive uh, materials in a flat draw. It's basically a drawing on the silicon. This and they read the dominatrix. Apparently, come it's it, they read the dominatrix and it goes straight up. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, another uh, above three D uh, layer which gives you more density. But it has two things they say that are very important. One is uh, it, when it's in idle state, as close to zero power as you can get. This is not true of our current processors, which means much lower power. Um, and they also are faster because. The density, I guess, means it's possible. The same same amount of space can hold twice as many transistors. It's a 22 nanometer process. That should be awesome for laptops. I mean, laptops and well, and this is what's interesting. Intel currently does not make a chip that is used in any mobile device. It's all ARM based, and I know this drives them crazy. They would love to get into that ARM marketplace. Uh, they hate to see any chip company do better than they do. Is it? Ryan Block, conceivable that ARM could be replaced in any device by a, by a future Intel processor? I think it's unlikely. The thing that a lot of people don't remember is that Intel actually used to be in the mobile chip business. The scale? Uh, they, yes, they got rid of it. They got rid of their X-Scale business uh, a while ago. What was it? Was it, it wasn't X-Scale. Scale X? Can't Whatever remember. it was. They, they, they had basically... 
Yeah, I think it was Xscale. They, we they should know. Why a, don't we know? They had a they had a mobile risk processor unit that was very similar to ARM, except you know they obviously fabbed their own chips, uh, and they got rid of it right before uh, you know the, the industry got really big in mobile. And yeah. it might have been actually the right decision for them because they weren't really doing so well there. But they've never been able to kind of make up for that fact. I mean, the, the just, fact a, just is, a quick you know, note reading Wikipedia: it's it, Intel and Marvel's implementation of ARM v5 architecture. So. Something to think about. I think I think we're at uh, like what ARM V8 or or nine now. Um, oh, that's in most interesting. Of the the market. So I mean, it was it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, but you know, like x86 based chips, they're they're not directly they equipped. They don't. I mean, there there are a lot of different. Even if you can make them faster and use less power, there are still a lot of reasons why ARM isn't going anywhere. Okay. Enough said. I mean, uh, we, uh, Microsoft doesn't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. Microsoft says they're parting, they're porting, they're parting, they're porting. <laughs> Microsoft says, so I'd like some more wine, please. Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft says they're porting Windows 8 to ARM. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what that's the big deal. That was that's, their big announcement. Great, at, uh, yeah. So great when idea. did you get a Microsoft tablet? No, I mean, it's totally sarcastic. That is the dumbest idea of all. Somebody hey. called me uh, on the radio show, said, hey, I really like this new Acer tablet that's going to come out soon. I went over and looked at it. It's a Windows 7 tablet. Should anybody, <laughs> under any circumstances, buy a tablet running any version of Windows? Yeah, they were like, in lieu but, of a tablet strategy, we are yeah, what, thinking what are, about mobile. What are Microsoft's and... chief problems these days? It, one, they have Windows running on devices that are way too low power and crappy to properly run Windows. Netbooks. And two, they don't have a proper mobile OS. It's yeah. like they're actually going in favor of both of those completely wrong-headed <laughs> strategies. Yeah, I mean, but don't they, you they, like they Windows do Phone? Shot. Don't Windows you like Phone Windows Phone 7? Cool. Windows, Phone, cool. 7, Windows, Windows Phone, Phone 7 is, really is cool. nice. It's really nice. The thing that cracks me up about something like that is everyone here can agree that that's just a stupid strategy. How do the people sit in an office and make the money they make and still say, eh, let's just do this? Who, why somebody it, needs why to doesn't somebody just there? laugh? I, mean, I think the issue at Microsoft is there's so many people right. that they can't tell when they're making. It's like the kin. You mean, it's got to come kin. from somewhere. It's like though, there's I mean, so many people there making these little decisions. They can't tell when the when the end result is going to be something that's just your absolutely tablet disaster. strategy is not a little decision. I know, but everyone I mean, not and their having mom has got a well, tablet. You know, remember, remember, Microsoft doesn't make their money from things like mobile. I mean, they don't really. In a way, I'm you excited can tell, about the Veer. This looks just like what is that? A Palm Pre. Mobile. Oh, that's the Windows Phone 7? And mobile is the Is this future. running Windows no, Phone 7 like or is this exactly Android? Like a kid, though. I mean, it, it does it look is, like a kid. If they, if they would attack the mobile market the way they went after um, do, PlayStation with the Xbox, maybe they'd have something. I mean, the Xbox, when it first came out, people were like, oh, what's Microsoft going to do? They went out, they got great titles, and they made a great machine, and they made it for adults. They made the right handset. And boom, Xbox is Xbox. Xbox is such a weird fluke. It's like not a, it's like not a Windows product. I mean, it is in a way, but it is a, just it not is a Windows product, and it's so good, and they've executed on so many parts of it that are so great. And then you've got, I mean, you look at their mobile strategy. It's like Windows Phone 7 is great, but, I mean, in terms of competitiveness, it's still behind Android. It's behind iOS. It came out last. Web of course OS. it's going to be behind. In some ways, it's behind. It's almost behind uh, BlackBerry OS, but, it, you know, not really. Um, and the thing is, how can you not, if you're Microsoft, how can you not be trying to I mean, they're still trying to put Windows 7 in tablets. Like what Ryan said, it's so ridiculous that, I mean, have you ever used Windows 7 with a mouse? It's even tough with a mouse. <laughs> why, why would you want to use your fingers to control it? You know, with a keyboard and a mouse, it's, 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 it's a pain in the ass. All right, to so the point, right, though, their they, phone is nice, well, and, and they're, they're bringing gaming applications from the Xbox uh, 
like the that's flow a cool of it, thing. The way, that's the way cool. the Xbox flows is kind of the way the iPhone's phone works. And I mean, if they just iterated on that to a tablet, I'd use that. But they're One so of far the news behind. was that their, uh, their market share is, you know, declining less on the phone since they launched Windows Phone 7. And honestly, if you look at all the platforms available, that's, I think they're going to be good, the first. That's one. good news for Microsoft. Declining no, I mean, less. <laughs> yeah. we're de- on the phone. Hey, good news, shareholders. We're declining less. Well, I mean, you, of course you're going to decline less when you actually put a product in market that is <laughs> even remotely functional. competitive. Like, yeah. if, you're, if it's like we're not competing at all, and then suddenly you start competing a little bit, you're bound to see right. some result from that because, you know, that's what they did. They went from being absolutely behind the times in every way and not competing to competing a little bit, which they're doing now, but we still haven't seen sales numbers. So we have no idea how much they're competing. They, they, I mean, and they weren't Louis, talking, maybe, were you, they? maybe you've got some insight. You're a developer. Can you tell, do you know any, have you heard any sales numbers? You do have you know, Seismic on uh, Windows, right? Yeah, do you we, know we, how many? We, we have our own app and frankly, it's growing nicely and the developers really like the, the way you, you code for Windows Phone 7 and we have a great asset uh, for the tablet when they when they do one. Which is the desktop, when I tested your app and I was reviewing uh, Windows Phone 7, I thought the scrolling was weird, like weird and janky on it for some reason. Is there has that problem been corrected? Is that a, is that a, is that a problem that's intrinsic in the OS or was you it said just the like, scrolling? Yeah. Yes. The scrolling, it's, uh, like when you did scroll this, it would like weirdly it, jump and, it, and get stuttery. Is that is that has that been corrected? It, it's a it's a scrolling issue from the OS. We tried everything we could to. It is it is the smooth. OS though. Yeah, yeah. Because if even if you look at the own marketplace. You'll see the, the scrolling, and they, they've acknowledged that, and it's gonna. Does that does that alarm you at all that they couldn't get scrolling right on it? <laughs> so, I'm serious. I, I, it is I a serious question. Like you know, they actually yes. have done a lot of they've done a lot of amazing things with that OS, but there are little things. I remember reviewing it, thinking like, why? Yeah, this just feels completely not right. Well, Joshua, I think you have to think as of if if it was the beginning of Android, right? It it, it wasn't good either. Yeah, the G1 was terrible. And, and they're, yeah. they're picking up, the G1 was awful, and they're, yeah. they're picking up pretty fast. Yeah. The developers like it, and, you know, will but no, I agree will, with will you. Will Nokia be I don't know. I see a lot of G1s there. out there. It wasn't awful. I mean, don't, but it, it, was it, it, it was awful. Windows Phone 7 was better than Android yeah. 1.0. Yeah, but don't, 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 discount nokia leo just said it it's huge here we don't you know nokia nokia, nokia much, running windows phone 7 could be a powerhouse their hardware is beautiful i mean seriously some of that nokia hardware oh the, i have i have a, a, that e the n7 n8 whatever the n8 Gardner said it would be the one of the top three os i don't know if that's going to be true but i wouldn't discount i really wouldn't discount nokia at all I think it's well, now it's the battle for third place now right it's the heavy hitters we got hp but now i agree with you yeah i was scrolling yeah, yeah no, it's something wrong with it. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not crazy. Yeah, this is the one so you want. Mi- That's we have Microsoft. We have a, uh, HP and RIM battling for third place, right? RIM, and no- RIM. Well, I guess Microsoft and Nokia. BlackBerry World was this week. My, uh, BlackBerry uh, RIM announced the BlackBerry 9900 touchscreen and keyboard. The best keyboard, many analysts said, that the BlackBerry has ever done. The touchscreen OS, it, they're calling it BlackBerry OS you can 7. Tell, by the way, keyboards really matter these days. If you have a really great hardware <laughs> keyboard, that's guaranteed to sell a phone. No, yeah, it is. People Wait talking about how great your keyboard is. You are going to. No, and it's great. You have, no, you have, you're we've a- got it an app for a year and a half on BlackBerry, and it doesn't work on the tablet. Fantastic, you know. The tablet's oh, right. completely that, different no, no, OS. They're, they're, that, I wrote an editorial about this. They're, I mean, talk about fragmentation. You've got Android fragmentation. RIM now has OS 5, OS 6. Playbook OS and OS 7, and none of them really work with each other. I mean, and they're all going to be in market come summer. All right. Like, it doesn't all right. Make any a year sense from now, all. here, I'll give it for all of you guys. You could tell me what you think. A year from now, uh, Apple's still on top, Android, 
Apple's Windows Phone Seven and BlackBerry. What is the what is the ranking, Joshua? Uh, the ranking is that uh, Google is is well. Uh, Google is has grown leaps and bounds. I think they're now. I think they're uh, at thirty five percent or something in the U S. I'm speaking U S. only. They're on top. Then uh, Rim. Then Apple. Rim is slipping. They keep slipping about four percent each. Uh, so that's this is today. Year over year or. Yeah, I, I, there's Comcore next year, a year from today. What do we think? Oh, a year from today, uh, Android is number one because they have absolutely saturated the market with devices. Uh, Apple will, I mean, Apple and Rim will probably still be battling out for. I, I think Rim Apple will still will be around in a year. Apple will move to number two. Rim will move to number three, probably. Windows then, Phone Seven then, with Nokia not number two in a year. Everybody, well, I can't speak for worldwide because I haven't seen those numbers, but uh, I mean, I haven't seen them recently. But I will say that it, at least in the U.S. Um, Microsoft, HP, and everybody else who's playing for who's in fourth right now are playing for third. They're not even close to RIM. So once RIM slips to third, it's going to be pretty tough to get them out of the picture, at least for a couple of years. You agree, Ryan? You know, I, th I think that putting in these terms is actually a little, I don't know, it's not, it doesn't sound quite right to me because number one, number two, it doesn't really matter. There's, I think there's two things that matter. Uh, who's making money and who's worried. Uh, in a year, Apple's Google making, making a little money, making a little money, not worried at all. Apple making money hand over fist, Ton of money. Yeah. absolutely yeah. not yeah. worried. Right. Apple doesn't need to be number one. HP, I agree with Ryan. Those guys not making a ton of money, uh, maybe a little here and there, all very worried. Um, if if you're Rim, um, you're probably still making actually a pretty good amount of money, but you are potentially the most scared out there. I mean, those guys are just. They are freaked out right now. You know, Ryan uh, is Ryan be. is right. I had a I had a chat with some of our editors uh, uh, just like a couple of days ago, and Apple doesn't need to be number one. And in fact, I don't even know if they want to be number one. I think that there's something you know they like to have a boutique brand. Yeah, I don't look. And, who cares? Who cares? Number right. one, who cares? They are making most more profitable money than pretty much every other mobile company out there right now. And and they're, they're making more money than Microsoft, and their brand <laughs> equity, their their mind share is ridiculous. Like. You know, Apple is seen as the absolute leader. They're seen, I mean, in terms of mind share, they're seen as the leader. They're seen as the people who always push technology forward. They're seen as the most desirable products. And so you've got like, if you're making money, I mean, seriously, it doesn't matter if Google saturates the market with free Android phones. That's what RIM did a few years ago. They saturated the market right. with free curves. And now here's what's going. I'm not saying this is going to happen to Google because it's a very different company. But what happened is you saturate with free phones. You go for the low end. You lose your brand equity. You lose your shine. And people start looking for something like an iPhone. They want the high end. They want the boutique brand. So I think that, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people, and that's where there's a lot of money to be made. I think that you see the same thing happening for laptops with Apple. You know, people Apple. are looking for the high end of laptops. They're selling more high end laptops than anybody. Apple's going to uh, so, be in the driver's You know what's seat? interesting? I see three MacBook Airs in this room. Right. So I'm okay. Apple's yeah. going to be in the driver's seat just anymore. because they opened up to Verizon. And then once they open up to Verizon and at and is talking about buying T-Mobile, if that happens, then more iPhones on T-Mobile. And then if Apple ever got scared, they'd just say, hey, Sprint, let me throw some iPhones on you guys. And I mean, <laughs> the thing, at the end of the day, they're making more money than anybody else. And when we talk about these the, the tablets, everybody else has got all this stuff they got to worry about a tablet. They don't have to worry about anything. They've got their infrastructure. They've got yeah. their system. And they're getting money. I spend $10 a week on apps for my kid. She sits there every week and she says, Dad, can we get a new book? Can we get a new game? And after she wears one out, I've got to buy another one. I got a $10, $20 limit a week that I know I'm going to spend on apps for her. Not even for myself, just for her. And and that's what they're oh, playing the you market. You want to see my mojo bills. They're killing it.
The Mojo bills through the roof. Yeah. So if Apple ever had to worry about it, they're like, hey, Sprint, you want an iPhone too? But everybody else and has then one. The real question underlying is, Leo, you, you are seeing there are free MacBook Airs here, but like, will we all completely switch to tablets? I think is the real No, question. will we? You know, more and more. I don't know. I find myself using my iPad more and more and needing a keyboard less and less as a... That's interesting. Uh, I think Joshua said, um, who needs a keyboard, right? Right. And um, it's great. For example, if you you know speak another language, you can switch your keyboard to, you know, from French to English with just a touch of a button, which you can't on this device. So I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I, you know... If, they, if, they, if, if Apple had a technology like Android has for voice to text, I wouldn't care about a keyboard. I'd throw my MacBook Air out the window. Like really, you want to be talking, me. you want to be talking to your phone all the time. I mean, that be, to me seems like the worst. I do it a lot. I do it a lot. I, I've done really? it with my friend's phone. Yeah. People do it. To, yes, especially you, texting? putting a phone to your mouth and talking into it. No, really? no, no, I know no. that sounds so insane. It's a foreign concept. Send text to Owen JJ Stone, and, and you don't talk to your phone because Message. it's called speakerphone, and your phone can hear you from two feet away. And if my tablet did that, I could just sit on a table and say, "Email Louis," and then it just asks me what I want to say. Maybe translate I'm just so, French or whatever. Maybe I'm just, I'm just so into the idea of uh, of writing and typing on a keyboard. I mean, I was a big trio fan, so you know, you kind of have to give me a oh, little. Oh well, you know, give me a little wiggle room you here. Know, I like I like a keyboard, but it's for Steve but, Jobs' thing. You know, PCs are trucks. But when you need to, but you need to send yeah, a private you, message to someone, like like when you need to say, "Hey, uh, get the audible of Dominatrix for later on, so we can listen to it together," and you don't want everybody to hear you say that. Why not? You know, you're I not can't wait to listen together with you and Dominatrix with you, Joshua. This exactly. is such a great fun. I'm a grown man, and I'm confident in my sexuality. I will say it on a bus. I will say it in a car. In fact, <laughs> like, I, will, uh, I will say it near and hey, far. Hey, baby, get Dominatrix for us later. I'd on. I'd be proud to say it. it. Yeah. Note to self. <laughs> get get a hot, sexy book from audible.com slash twit2. Hey, Leo, you know what to do. You knew what to do when he did it, when he did it, how he did it. So biased about Hey, you know who you don't want to be today is uh, T-Mobile, which uh, lost 471,000 customers last quarter. That's like getting punched in the face. 400. Huge spokesperson. So. Do you know oh their commercials God. are made with that girl that's like digital? They're, she looks like Catherine Zeta-Jones, yeah, but, she's but not. Yeah, but she's not real. She's digital. Yeah. That's weird. What? Wait, what? Yeah. That chick's digital. She's I not a real person. I thought she was. Is she she's really? She's not a real person. It's like a there's a person cast screen in it or whatever, but that's like a digital uh, image, LCD, whatever. If 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 I was I'm, Google, I would try yeah, to I don't know about become that. an operator. I'm confused about this. No, no, no. no, no. Somebody look that up. Somebody look that up. That sort chick is, uh, I need a link to the new T-Mobile girl. Yeah, find out about her. I think she's a real person. All right. I don't you think, think she's a real, real person? She's too nice to I be mean, real. I mean, the fact that, that I don't know many nice girls. asking me if I think she's a real person is upsetting to me. She <laughs> might be <laughs> real no somewhere. She's I mean, obviously, there's you know. a human being. I don't think, sure? I'll tell you why I kind of agree with you, because she looks almost like Catherine Zeta-Jones, their former spokesperson, but not quite. She looks too much like her not to be fake. No, really, no, Leo, she's, you she's are going along Googled with the theories. She's a computer-generated individual. Chat room. Is it Simone? It's you know, you know actually, who I think is interesting, though, in terms of the uh, the mascot. So the the Verizon guy, the Can You Hear Me Now guy, yeah, is, is, he's, he's you know, retired. He got canceled, basically. Yeah. And they, uh, the Atlantic did uh, like a little profile on him. It's a great article. About him and his life. Yeah, really, really good article. You should, you should totally look at it. Which he, uh, in which he admitted that for the years that he was the, you know, he was the guy, Can You Hear Me? Can You Hear Me Now? No, that she's real. Yo, I, I know. You, they, were, you, I was, made, they, I you made joking. that up? Yeah. I was, wait a second. Wait. So she is real. Yeah. 
Well, Leo, forget about whether he made it up or not. You were like, yeah, I, I believe I that. thought she was digital. <laughs> you were like, it's more likely that she's, uh, she's some sort of computer-generated She's enhanced. Well, let's put it this way. They should computer-generate their uh, people because remember, dude, you're getting Adele, and they got upset because they found out he was a stoner. And I'm like, he was playing a stoner for eight years for your brand. And you and didn't know? Because he's a stoner? I mean, uh, the Verizon guy, they're lucky he wasn't like a, a you know closet who, you freak know who I don't think it's dominatrix on Audible should, or something. They should have computer-generated people because they're cheaper than... Here's who I don't think is real. Have you been on Delta? Uh, she's real. The Delta girl's real. She's very real. This is not... <laughs> Whoa! I used to date the, the Delta girl. She's up. my sister's mother's uncle. She's very And I know she's real. Very real. Delta girl seems oh, too... Put your shirt up. You're too manly right now. That is not a real woman. Button your shirt. That is not a real woman. Look at her. Our Look at her. Another button now. The Delta girl is on. She looks Look, freaky. I never this saw. Is, she is scary. She's not Have real. Have you ever been to, to L.A., man? I've been to L.A. I'm going to L.A. next week. I fly Delta just to watch that flight safety video. I confess it. Delta is actually my, my airline of choice because I've. I've got a lot of points. Well, but hostesses don't, flight attendants don't look like that. They all look like that. They all are. She beautiful. actually is a real flight attendant. Perfectly she does, in fact, look in like that. I, I know because I checked. You know, you know who she reminds me of is um, Jocelyn Wildenstein, the, the cat woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, like, that totally. really, really famous woman who just had a ridiculous amount oh, of Oh, yeah. Had too, too much work. Yeah. But she's slightly yes. less scary than the cat she's woman. She's not that bad. But just like a couple of. Percentage points off. Like I mean, she's really, less uh, really approaching an approximation. People are going to be really upset when they find out Leo's not real. They're going to just be. I don't know. It's, it's common knowledge. It's computer generated. I believe that. It's common knowledge that you're not. Oh real. no, I'm. I'm. But no, but it's we see. We believe in analog. I'm a clone. Yeah. That's why he can podcast for like tw 22 hours. Yeah. A there's, day. Three, there's three of them. There's plenty. We're of in the third Leo. We need, a, no, we need a recharge. Should we say anything about the Sony Nightmare? It's or is horrible, it, dude. Is it I, I've been waiting to play Portal, and I can't. I can't you can't play, play co-op mode. No, I can't play Portal with somebody over, over the internet. It's killing me inside. It's killing me. I, I don't know. I I, uh, I kind of like it. A little peace <laughs> and quiet, finally. <laughs> I can't play. You can have peace PS and quiet. You just don't go online. I have to say, I was wrong. Last week, I thought that you couldn't activate a game at all. You can still play your games. You just can't play, like, yeah, co-op mode. I can't play Call of Duty. I, that's why I bought an Xbox. Because I couldn't play Wait a minute, Call of you Duty. You bought an Xbox because wow. of the PlayStation problem? I, I need to shoot people. Wait a second, wait a second. If I you can't shoot people like, in co -op, I had to get Xbox. Like PlayStation Network is down and I need to uh, play multiplayer, so I'm buying an Xbox. Yeah. Microsoft needs to hire you to do an ad right now. <laughs> but it, I, I and, and the worst part was, too, I've told people for years, I'm like, why don't you buy an Xbox? I'm like, I have to pay for online. I have to pay for charger packs for the controllers. I, have to, I shelled out all this money for this Xbox. And you know what? After two weeks, I'm not looking at my PlayStation anymore. So PlayStation, you need to get your stuff together. Too late. You've, they've lost you. They have lost me. Because I already shot all this money. I got to play Xbox for at least a year to get my money's worth. <laughs> when they're, you know, when they're back, are you going to go back? I've been a huge PlayStation 3 fan. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for Veronica to bust open the door and come in and oh, she's, she she works for Sony. Yeah, well she yeah, she she has a show on PlayStation 3. Um and what I happens to her show? show and they do have some good games. I've just always been like more partial to the Xbox, but I have to say, you know, I I feel like this could have happened to anybody. You know, no. I don't feel like no. this is no. something No, they were running they were running an unpatched instance of Apache with no firewall. And then I get the email. Your company, yeah, you know your what? information might be make these stupid mistakes all the time. You think you think oh, remember, Microsoft remember servers danger? are absolutely remember Microsoft and danger? One, one at a time. One at a time. Say again, Ryan. Sorry, I was I was, I was saying you know I, I, this kind of stuff. They're very big companies with huge infrastructures that handle 
dozens, if not hundreds of millions of customers, there's, there's going to be holes. There are always going to be holes. I mean, it's really, if there's a will, there's a way. And if you think Microsoft's you know, systems are completely rock solid secure, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're a little bit better now that they kind of... Well, they ain't running Apache. I'm probably... <laughs> But I mean, you know that that's. I'm not saying it's like forgivable. I and, is, and is that's, really a that's really the thing. It's not forgivable because right now we're talking about every, Sony and not anybody else. And well, but but everybody. But it's, but there it's are, not like had, Sony is really happy that, about this. You know, Microsoft had that huge issue with the danger stuff, and they lost all that data. And, oh, that's right. But they got it know, back. I mean, this this stuff happens. This, on the other hand, though, that was just kind of like they screwed up. It was like you know, human error. We lost some stuff. We we broke something. A hard drive failed. But this is like we, you know created a system where you could put your credit card information and your personal information into it. And we didn't and, protect it. Uh, whoops the daisy. We didn't make it as secure yeah. as we could have. Uh, I mean, this really hurts their yeah, brand. I closed my credit card. I got a new card. Howard String. Well, you didn't need to do that. But Howard Stringer sent an, e an email out saying, uh, I know this has been a frustrating time for all of you. Let me assure you the resources of this company have been focused on investigating the entire nature and impact of the cyber attack we've all experienced and on fixing it. They did. It's interesting. They have taken out a $1 million identity theft insurance policy for every user. Um, but I from, don't need to close my credit card. They, somebody worried about it. I, from Debix. They found, they, found uh, they, went into, they went to Howard Stringer's sofa. <laughs> was anyone actually There was a million dollars there. They were like, we could use this. They, the they never said that anybody got credit card numbers. There was never any evidence that anybody got credit card numbers. But they said, well, just to be safe. Uh, they will be okay. Now here's the thing. Okay, Owen JJ Stone, you are our guinea pig. Yes. They will be offering you, Owen JJ Stone, a welcome back package that will once they get it back running. We don't <laughs> know when that's yeah. going to be. This will include Owen JJ Stone, among other benefits, one entire month of free PlayStation Plus membership for all <laughs> PSN customers, plus. An extension of subscriptions for PlayStation Plus and Music Unlimited customers to make up for whatever time you might have lost. That's not really a big deal. I don't play for PlayStation to get online anyway. So, do you I mean, would you accept our offer? I would. I would accept the offer. I'll go play Portal because I bought it for my PlayStation. Too late. You already have it. Yeah, I didn't buy it for my Xbox. That was the other thing that made me mad. I was like, Am I going to go buy this for another system so I can play it online co-op and get my achievements and live my dream? No. <laughs> so now I sit here upset. <laughs> Dude, you're laughing. I got portal in my trunk of my car so I can play with my friend in San Diego so I can get an experience like no other. I'm going to spend two days with him so I can play this game. I want to play in co-op mode with you. Yes. Virtual tennis, you and me. Oh yeah, that's good. There it is. Never mind. Forget that. We're gonna Uncle play Leo and Son. That's our, I don't that's know our team what's name. What's going on anymore? Are you guys even real or are you hologram? We are not yeah, real. We're digital. Oh, I'm not real. <laughs> We're digital. All right, I'm going to close this down because there's nothing good coming out of this. No. Nothing good will come out of this. This is it. Sony fix this. back on. We'll be all set. <laughs> fix Dominatrix. This For the rest of the Twit program, we will play a track from Dominatrix on Audible.com. Because <laughs> you know what to do. You know what to Her do. Her husband was on all fours. Oh, my God. And, and Leo will change his clothes right now to look like her. I'm you never going to be allowed on the show again. Eileen's never going to let me back on the show. No, well, every I time I'm, I get I think on we're the quite show, enjoying you. stuff happens, and it's a problem. I think we're quite enjoying you. Oh, Doctor. Oh, Doctor, what is the deal with you? What is the deal? What can we plug to make you happy, to make you come back on this show? Your Twitter handle, O-H-D-O-C-T-A-H. Oh, Doctor. Yes. 
HippoNinja.com instead of instead of uh, Odoctor.com hit your Hippo Ninja. Hippo Ninja. I have a project that I've been working on, and it's not a startup because nobody's paying for it but me, so I'm paying out of pocket to have it built. Is that true? It's not a startup if, if it's just you? Well, people, everybody you says totally they have a startup. I go to a startup, I'm like, is, it, does that funding, no, that's is it built? You, it's not, you, it's you not have a startup. the fewest conflicts and biases. Yeah, I got some bad this news is, for you. you that is the objective startup. Yeah, startup. Well, uh, I have a project, and until somebody gives me money, I'm not paying my own money for it. It's a project. Um, how much? What are you looking for? Uh, how much? I, mean, I want to invest. I want to invest in some startups. Uh, okay. I, yeah, then we can write about you. Oh, there you right. go. See? <laughs> Mike Arrington's waiting with a checkbook outside as we speak. Anyway, Hippo Ninja will be built, and uh, it'll be done in two weeks, and I'm looking for some tech-savvy people to test it out. You can't tell me, by the way, that so. there is not a bubble going on because three people offered you money based on the name Hippo Ninja. People love the name. And the worst part is people say, oh, go with that name. It's crazy. And I'm like, I can't use that name for what I want to do. It's, it's just horrible. But I'm going to use the little hippo it, on Hippo Ninja for my 404 page. It, it, it reminds me of, uh, of a game that Dave McClure does all the time. Do you know this game? You say a name, and then I have to say a name, and we stick .com at the end, and then you have to pitch it. So you say hippo, Leo will say ninja. I say hipponinja.com is a site that will, you know, teach you how to become a great ninja. But you look for like fat a, people. For, for fat, fat people. people. <laughs> Here we go. Fat Everybody's becoming $200,000 right now for this. And then you can say Python and, oh, Dominatrix. And um, give me another word. Ryan, Joshua. Jello pop. Hair. That's a site where uh, you learn to become a, a great hairstylist. It's yeah. a hair, it's, you train hairstylists on that site. Yeah, great. And how much are you raising? How much are you raising? I don't know, 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> just enough to get the book. You see where his mind's at. He just, just wants to get the audio. Research material. I have okay. to read the book first, he says. So, yeah, hipponinja.com. Everybody will be getting an email next week, so they'll kind of know Ooh. what it's about. And, uh, yeah, fun stuff. A little maple internet. syrup and whiskey? I want to say that. Oh. I think, does hipponinja.com have anything to do with uh, hairstyling? It might for you. Home. You'll get a special email when you sign up. Chest hairstyling. We don't have a. I don't okay, good. Joshua Topolsky is uh, currently found in thisismynext.com. That's right. And, and we've got the This Is My Next podcast. Yep. Every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Yep. ET. Yep. Yep. And uh, this is, it's 6.30, yeah. And uh, yeah. And then we've got, in September, we're going to be launching something, a uh, something much bigger than This Is My Next. This uh, is but a, yeah, there it is. A, a temporary home. Yeah. For whatever he's up to. We got an animated GIF on there and everything. <laughs> this is my next house, podcast, my next dominatrix. Wow. Yeah, we're not playing around. That's not Flash. That can run on anything. You put, anything, you on anything, folks. His dominatrix can run on anything. Phone, tablet, Ryan, web. Ryan Block's already doing his next. It's called GadgetGDGT.com. Nice party the other night, by the way. Thanks for the free drinks. And uh, making pleasure. me waste I, money. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw you there. I didn't get a chance to say hey. Yeah, I was one of the three black people. We were good. <laughs> really, that many? <laughs> well, that's a lot. Was, oh, we were pushing the boundaries of the quota, brother. For a we Silicon were in Valley there. event. That's we were rolling a hell of a deep. Lot of people. Rolling yeah, I was going to say that's that's kind of more San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I should say San Francisco technology scene anyway. And I see something no, yeah, here. This is interesting. Gadget 2.0 is coming. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ooh. He's like, you might have to kill you, Might have to kill you. No, yeah, we've, we've been working really hard on a new version of the site. The team has just been working like crazy. That's great. Um, I'm, I'm actually uh, going right back to the office after this. So, Are you uh, getting new black stickers to go along with that black logo? 
I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You that's should. a pretty sexy looking. You should. Gadget logo. Sorry. Bad habit. My suggestion, don't call it Dig 4. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I know the the V4 is now cursed. So yeah, don't be V4 uh, gonna, of anything. We're going to skip V4. We you know we we won't work on the thirteenth floor. We're not going to have a version four of our software. Uh, Some things just don't make sense. Some numbers you got. Thanks skip. for being here, Ryan. We appreciate it. Loic Lemur is uh, oui, a monsieur. serial entrepreneur, a great lover of wine, the creator of Le Web and uh, Seismic dot com is his baby. It runs on every damn platform that's out there, including Windows Phone 7, which that says something for you. That's pretty amazing. And Louis' new book, French Dominatrix. Oh, yeah. Hair they, hair the French invented hair dominatrixes. Yes. I believe that's true. It's good to have you, Louis. We really no, appreciate you coming. Good to be back. And, uh, and saying hi. <laughs> he's like, Thanks for the wine. He says, what am I doing? Never have me on with Owen J.J. Stone again. Oh, doctor. Luik loves me. I interviewed Luik, and it was great. He couldn't understand me. I couldn't understand him. It was awesome. You speak the same language. Yes. yes. Universal that's true, language. That probably means my English got better. I could not understand a word of what Owen was no, saying. No, Is that no, true? No. Oh, he, he wasn't joking? Yeah, we, we were talking like, to each other, and I'm like, he's like, I can understand. I, I can't understand you. Oh, you're speaking French. I'm speaking English. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> like five minutes back and forth like, where we couldn't understand what we were talking about. I started asking him about home, and he got so excited. He was talking really fast. And, I was, uh, and then he's like, you're talking fast. It was it was funny. I love it. Thank you all for being here. Uh, reminder, we will be uh, covering uh, the uh, Google I.O. coverage. Our keynote coverage begins Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific. That's 12 noon Eastern time. Jeff Jarvis, Tom Merritt will be uh, in studio. Gina Trapani and I will be at the keynote. And uh, we will also do the Wednesday keynote coverage, but we'll do that during our uh, show this week in Google, which is at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern time. All at live.twit.com. Uh, TV. We also plan coverage of E3. We're going to be down there. That'll be a lot of fun. That's coming up in just a few weeks. Hard to believe. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. We thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Another twit. This is amazing. Smooth. Another smooth uh, transition to the to Skype. Yeah. Everybody I know who's upgraded to Skype. Awesome. Uh, has, a, awesome. has a nightmare. I, yeah. I downgraded. I went right back. I was on it for a week, and I had to go. Well, back. that's what Skype did. Is they ended up putting. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I'm on there. two. I'm on two eight now, or whatever it is for yeah, the Mac. Ended up putting two eight, and now there's a um, uh, an exploit on uh, uh, five that uh, somebody go. can send you a message on Skype and uh, take over your system on Mac. Hey, is this chest offending anybody? I just realized. Yeah, you know, Josh, is. really button that shit up. <laughs> Wow, you, you, look, you look like one of the vampires from um, Twilight. You're just missing no, a little I bit am of sparkling. Actually, a vampire. It's it's, yeah. it's it's. I guess the secret is out now. You got the uh, you got the tone right. You're just missing the sparkles. You yeah. got the hair. No, you don't. You can't see me sparkling. It must be the Skype. Connection. Oh yeah, low, low feet, low quality feet. Apparently, Dan knew exactly what to do. He leant forward and pressed his lips no. to Barbara's left <laughs> shoe, kissing and licking Press the what? red leather. <laughs> He gradually worked his way around the back. I can't find the pause button. Oh, Uncle I Leo. I couldn't hear any of that because you guys were screaming like... Uh, <laughs> you don't want to hear born. what was going on. Someone oh was God. reaching around the back. Am I a hologram? Yes. You became virtual. It's Mother's Day, Uncle Leo. It's Mother's Day. You've been deconstructed. He's de-rezzing. Oh, Lord.
Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Clean off the camera. <laughs> it's time for Twit episode three. Okay, I know what to do. I know what to do. Oh, Doctor and the Dominatrix coming up next on Twit. Honest, honest. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't hit me. We're not going to use that. Yeah, in French. <laughs> in French. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 300. 300. Il faut écouter tweet. Oui. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Who's this guy? Who let him in? <laughs> <laughs>